This is the Imp Show. I'm Tito Labine, and with me, as always, Jeffrey Keeble. Yo, what's going on? What's up, brother? Brother, no. you know what? You know what I'm starting to like? Maybe a, maybe another co-host. And uh, he's always a delight. Always delicious. Lyle Keeble. I'm back. I'm with it. And then this is a regular thing, and I love it. He's back. He's with it. <clears throat> and why are you back, Lyle? Why am I back? Yeah, tell me. Just, I don't know. I just miss you guys. Miss hearing your voice. We went from seeing each other throughout the summer to not talking to you guys every day. Um, you guys wean me. You guys didn't even wean me off. <laughs> just went cold, 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 cold turkey on me. Withdrawal sy- symptoms. And, so I kind of just forced um, my way into this podcast. Well, I mean, you should know all about those withdrawal sy- symptoms. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, Lyle, uh, glad to have you, man. And um, I, I think you're a valuable piece, especially with uh, us venturing into, uh, you know, more of a snow cross kind of um, avenue and lane while we're also doing the, the off-road uh, section of it. Because, I mean, you were right there in the mix of it last year uh, with the snow cross and the filming. Yep, yep. And then just recently got brought back into Snowcross. So I'll be going again, starting in Deadwood in a couple of weeks. I'll be Ooh. there for the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. So Impulse oh. Media is back. Yeah. Impulse Media is back in the snow. Our yep. brother Brody hit us up and said, we miss you. We need you. Ooh. Come back to me. So, nah, he didn't I say would, that to me. He said that to Lyle. I know. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Right, and un- unbelievable. You know what? As close as he lives, we still haven't hung out. <laughs> right, he's only like what half hour away from you. <laughs> Depends who's driving. Well, well, that's funny. Speaking of uh, relatives or friends, um, I haven't seen my cousin in almost a year, and he lives like five miles down the road. <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Evan. <laughs> and uh, and kind of the reason why I'm running a little late. Is because he stopped over at the house today and uh, we were just bullshitting. And but I know how that feels where you live so close and you can't uh, you can't be right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's so convenient. I mean, it's like you know they're there and they're like, all right, like one day, one day we'll get it. And you know, <clears throat> I kind of feel kind of bad because you know last week, uh, you know, Snowcross was right in my backyard, right in Shakopee, and uh, I live. And then uh, you know it was in. How do you guys say it? Dubuque? 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 Dubuque. Dubuque. Yeah, because I know they're saying it differently on French, like the, French on, Canadian on, word. Yeah, they, they were saying it differently. And, and you know, even being from Wisconsin, we always called it Dubuque. Uh, yeah, Dubuque, Iowa, you know, not too far of a drive from me. And uh, both weekends was busy as a birthday uh, birthday thing. But um, I'm going to for sure be at ERX, though, uh, in March. Yeah. So with our little deal that we have going on with, uh, I guess, Snowcross. Um, I'm sending Lyle to all the far races, <laughs> right? <laughs> and probably the cold ones. Right. My schedule looks like South Dakota, then North Dakota, and then New York. And then my schedule, Ooh. then my schedule is Minnesota, 
Wisconsin, Michigan. (laughs) 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 And all the cool tracks, too, because we got ERX, and then we go to Lake Geneva, and then we go to... Somewhere, I forgot what the Michigan round was called. So we got Deadwood, South Dakota, the end of the month of January. Yep. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota, the following weekend, first weekend in February. And then uh, you got New York then, uh, two weeks after that, February 18th and 19th. Uh, Then another break, Elk River, Minnesota, March 4th and 5th, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, March 18th to 20th. And then we end at Cannonsburg, Michigan. I heard that. 25th and 26th. I heard that track was badass. Oh, so they go, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. So they go three races in a row and then a break and then another three races. I think it's two races, then a break. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. Deadwood and Fargo are back to back break. And then it's New York. And then it's a break for a week. And then Elk River break, Lake Geneva, and then uh, Michigan right after that. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully in this uh, little break that they have, I could make some calls and Hopefully I'll be right there in the mix in Deadwood in the upcoming weeks. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this past weekend uh, in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. Dubuque. Um, first question I have for you guys, I asked Lyle when these mics got heated up was uh, what's up with the track change from Friday to Saturday, do you think? I don't know. That was uh, kind of unique. Actually, I I liked it um, personally just because I think it um, – challenge the the riders a little bit mm-hmm. i mean the track's already challenging enough but um you know just to give it a different vibe because they only have eight races so 16 rounds in theory um you know so it, it was cool that they could have a longer track on friday and then turn around and have a completely different track which i think was just the oval style track mm-hmm. on on saturday and um, no, I, I I liked it. I I hope they kind of start doing that a little bit more. Um, but obviously, it's with time and how much effort they want to put in, and you know, it's just uh, everything. But no, the racing was was awesome, and you know, I mean, it didn't disappoint again. So yeah, yeah, it was something pretty. Well, back on the track thoughts. My thoughts are uh, I don't for visually looking at it. I don't really enjoy like the oval style for me. I like the yeah, little yeah. options that they gave them like on Friday night, but I guess uh, I was talking to a friend that was there and he just said it from just watching. It didn't look like they had a whole lot of flow and I don't know if that mattered into switching up the track or not. On Friday, it didn't have a, a yeah. lot of flow. I don't know. I, I thought Friday's race was awesome. I, I liked, I thought the track flowed pretty nice, but I mean, again, I'm watching on a TV while getting booted because we all try to share one account. <laughs> <laughs> We're all cheap over here. Yeah. What's your yeah. password, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, watching that, you know, watching that race on Friday, I, re- I really enjoyed the track. I like the switch up of it. And uh, I think they called that the, the switchback is just because it, you know, goes up and comes back around. And um, no, I, I really liked it because it looked super challenging. It wasn't like a, like you said, Lyle, like it wasn't a, just a complete flow. It was like, you really had to pick, you know, how are you going to come into that turn on yep. the infield and then how are you going to exit? Because I mean, uh, our, our next guest, I mean, I think he made up a, a ton of time on some of these drivers. If, if you go back and watch that final from Friday, dude, he came from like 
eighth, seventh, and and worked his way all the way up to the front, and he was making up time on these guys. And then on Saturday, it just seemed like that oval. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm biased because of our because uh, of because of our uh, guest that's going to be joining us today. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it switches up people's mentalities. You know, it's like, hey, I got got it set up for for this kind of track, and then he moved to just a, a, an oval where yeah. it was just a lot of speed, and and maybe you know that that didn't play into somebody's style. Whereas you know one weekend could be a fast track next weekend could be technical. And it seems like they switched that up mid weekend when it could have been an advantage to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's like, um, like you said, the whole, it gives them options, gives them something to think about, brings a little bit closer, but challenges them. You know, like you said, the guests that the guests that we have made up tons of time. And I wonder if that has to do with like his ability to go like elsewhere outside, like the main line, you know, cause like you said, even he started back there. I mean, it's kind of been the theme a little bit for him as he starts like fifth, sixth, and then works. Yep. He just, by the end of the race, he's always there and it ends up on the podium. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing too, is that, um, how important starts are this year. Yes. I mean, yes. with our, what back to back, uh, race winner last weekend, you know, starts, he had the starts and this weekend, I don't know what was going on with them. No. With uh, Elias, so um, I think what he finished thirteenth the first night, and I forget what he what he placed on Saturday. But I mean, starts are so crucial in uh, in the in this type of field that they have this year. Yeah, yeah, and then you heard our guest last week, Nick Lorenz, when we called him and interviewed him. He was that's what he was working on was his start since because he knew in order to be up there. Everybody's so fast going to the same spot. Like a start does matter. And then you saw that this weekend and he worked on him and he got starts all weekend and finished on the podium both days for Nick. Mm -hmm. Just needs that little bit of extra speed uh, to beat Jordan Bell. So (laughs) how about Jordan LaBelle? Like, are you kidding me? Four for four. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The kid's crazy. I mean, tough as Daniels though too. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's insane how much that start does affect like your weekend, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or even, even like heat race and, and final and qualifying and stuff like that. It's, it's saying how important that is. Cause I mean, <clears throat> you know, the off-road race that we watch, you know, you could start seven, you know, eighth off the, off the start at Crandon and still work your way up to the front. No time. Cause you got plenty of time, mm-hmm. but man, in these heat races, you've got four laps, six laps, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely, um, very crucial, you know, and, and the, the crazy thing for me is that everyone knows that how important starts are. You would think that you would try to get that, di- you know, dialed, you know, it's, your, your endurance is there. Everything is there, but if you can't get a start, like I said, the field's so stacked that it's hard to move up. A position, you know, I mean, like I said, Elias struggled all weekend, you know, with trying to go through the pack. So, and maybe it was a track, you know, maybe it didn't flow and maybe it was uh, tough for passing. But, you know, Amel, mm-hmm. Amel got, was able to, you know, secure a second and a third this weekend. Nah, he got like, he didn't do oh, so Oh, no, hot. no, he didn't do so hot on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, yeah. that second though, you know. Yeah, well, and, and that's where I think the track kind of plays into it is if you get a good start, I felt like if you got a really good start on, 
on Saturday when it was an oval, it was pretty much you can run away with it. Mm -hmm. Whereas on Friday, if you didn't get the hottest of starts, you had that little switchback that kind of was, you know, uneven, wasn't a good flow that played into like, you know, can I, can I lead? Can I not? Who's figuring out, you know, the corner coming into the switchback in the infield and then exiting and then getting back onto the, onto the oval. And uh, I think, you know, uh, email had a, had a really good, uh, line down and, and everyone else is struggling with it. So I think that's why I wasn't the biggest fan of the switch. Cause I felt like, Hey man, like some people had a good advantage on it and maybe I'm biased cause it's our guest today, but that was just, you know, my thoughts on, on the track switch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and back to starts again, we're t- talking about that is uh, I wonder if like you focus on starts then you, but then you will f- sacrifice your sled on another obstacle of the track. Like, Maybe it has something to do with that. Like, oh, I could get the start now, but now the changes I made to my sled messes me up on corners now. And like, my oh. tr- it's not set up for corners anymore. Like, what do you want to, like, what do you want to sacrifice? I should say, you know? Yeah. Like that acceleration coming out of, well, and, and again, I think that goes back to Friday, mm-hmm. you know, is, is maybe you don't get the best start or maybe you do get a really good start. And again, you, cause you have that tight coming into the, the, the infield. You know, you got one, two, three tough turns. And if you're able to kind of get on the gas and get out of there, you know, you can dust these guys in in that little section. Yep. Yep. And I think that's where the time is made up is on them corners, you know, because everybody else is doing the same thing. Everybody has the same rhythm down. Everybody's going for the same jumps. Now you just got to like, where can I make up that time? And yeah, no, I, yeah, like, yeah. What, what I seen even during the heat race is like, um, some of the riders were jumping into the corners, jumping out of the corners. I mean, it was just, like I said, it was just wherever you could make time and, you know, you had to be very creative, you know, as a rider. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is that these guys do it during the races, like, cause the lines change so much during the race. So, yeah, you know, like I said, it's just crazy that these snowcross racers, the mentality that they have knowing that, you know, this triple may not be there in the middle of the race, but this double can turn into a triple in the middle of the race. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, you know, and, and if you, you know, if you do switch up your lines in the middle of the race, like doing a double, you know, you're doubling something and all of a sudden you, you see like, oh yeah, maybe I can triple, you know, it could cost you if you, if you're just trying to make up that time, mm-hmm. if you know, you're battling through the pack. But as far as yeah. the leader goes, you know, they're just, you know, they're set on cruise control. <laughs> you know, they're just trying to manage that lead. So. Um, Can we talk about that second jump, please? So that first jump after the finish line on Friday, right? It's a little tabletop. You kind of got to, you kind of have to check up a little bit. Yep. And that second one, man, everyone was just gunning it and they're flying in the, in the air, right? I'm like, oh shit, where are they going to land? <laughs> it looks like they're landing on the flat fucking ground. I'm like, are you out of your mind? I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, yeah. I guess when you got the best of the best, like as far as suspension goes, you know, you could do anything you want. <laughs> Dude, because I was expecting uh, somewhat of like a down downhill to kind of take away some of that. But I, I don't know, man. It, it looked like they were just landing on flat ground. I'm like, yeah. nope, absolutely not. I have a hard time fucking jumping off my bed onto the ground. I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> flying this, uh, this sled, you know, uh, 8,000 feet in the air and coming on flat ground and then, then trying to win a race. <laughs> yeah like i said it, i guess it's just uh what it takes to win <laughs> you know you're willing to sacrifice some of 
your mobility in the as you get older. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs these knees when I'm uh, when I'm 32? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys, but did you watch some any of the uh, over 30 pro am? Uh, yeah, I watched on Friday, maybe Saturday, a little bit of something. I, I forgot which day, but yeah, I watched a little bit of that. Yeah, I did too. And then I was like watching it and I was like, are you out of here? These guys aren't over 30. <laughs> well, the, 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 the guy that won is our age or my age. Oh, crap. Our age acting like oh, you're old. So old yeah. yeah. Well, like, the, like the senior tour on the, on golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Those guys are definitely an inspiration to keep going, though. I tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I can't. I can't even imagine. All of them are crazy, man. Every single, every age group, every class. No way I'd put my body through that. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't feel well, like. The thing of it, and the thing of it too is that you know, you guys raced motocross, and and that was already brutal enough as it was. You know, you guys had you guys had plenty of uh, you guys had plenty of injuries and. And snowcross is just something completely different. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys are absolute stallions. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, speaking of stallions, Jeffrey and Lyle Keeble, I think it's time for us to introduce our uh, our next guest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have someone who isn't from here. Is he alien? Possibly. His skill set far exceeds his age, and I can't help but wonder... He's either from out of this world or possibly Swedish. And you know what? I think it's the latter. I think that seems to be the case. Uh, as we Americans know, the Swedish embrace the snow like it's their favorite cousin at Thanksgiving, at a Thanksgiving family gathering, and you don't want to be at it. They're entwined and in love with the snow almost romantically. They take it on dates. They actually call back, and the snow treats them like a king in all the right ways. The Swedish are kings of the snow, and this man has made his way across that little pond you call the Atlantic. Just last week, this man had the weekend of his career at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, Minnesota. He brought that momentum into debut Iowa with another stellar finish on Friday. They call him Moose. When he's not slaying on the track, he's slaying in the woods of Sweden. He's currently fifth in points, driver of the number 31 Judnick-backed Polaris racing machine. We have pro snowcross rider Emil Har. Hello, guys. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> Good, good. How are you guys? We are good. We good. How'd you like that intro, man? That was a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get that for your opening ceremonies now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing, Emil? Uh, after two weekends of uh, of racing, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, I had two good weekends. Uh, Saturday night was wasn't the best night, but uh, overall it was a good weekend. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Are you feeling sore at all? Are you are you feeling bruised? Are you feeling good? I'm a little bit sore, but not too bad. Uh, you know, I haven't been on the sled so much this this season because I have been injured. Uh, so, like after the first race weekend in. In Shakopee, I was super sore. Oh, but uh, now it feels a lot better. Oh, so you're dealing with the off-season injury? Not off-season injury. It was like in the beginning of the season, I, I had a bad crash back home. 
oh. like in the middle of middle of November, right before I was going to leave and come here to US. So I, I snapped a ligament in my um, in my right elbow. So I had to stay home and, uh, for for like six seven more weeks, and I had a case on and. And yeah, I had to had to take it easy for a couple of weeks. How did that happen exactly? Uh, I had some sled issues, uh, so I, I ended on a whoop section. I was trying to triple, and like, uh, and when I went down, like in the G out right before the triple, uh, I I I snapped the the drive shaft. Oh man! So. I, I lost all the power and just endowed over the triple and I got the sled over me and I, I snapped my ligament in my right elbow and cracked my collarbone and and moved my collarbone a little bit also. So I have, I'm just glad that I'm here racing because the doctor told me that I had to be like staying calm for like six more weeks right now. Like I, I, I I have been out of cast now, it's five five weeks now, uh, and they wanted me to to be like take it easy for uh, twelve weeks after after the cast. So so I'm uh, I'm living on the edge right now. Yeah. <laughs> you you are an absolute animal. I I figured that you would have been fighting a moose or a bear or something, and that's how you would have gotten hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was the big problem with the, the this hunting season went so bad because I was injured <laughs> and I couldn't hunt. I couldn't shoot with my with my with my elbow because I had a cast. And and then when I tried to shoot with my left arm, then I had a bad uh, collarbone, so it hurts in my collarbone when I tried to shoot with with left left hand. So yeah, it was. A hard time hunting too, so I, I had a bad, bad start of this season. Man, well, I was, uh, you know, watching your first race in uh, Canterbury. Um, I was just, I, my main question was, uh, you, you look really good. You, uh, you know, you look slim. You look uh, in race shape, and obviously, you're 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 performing at an incredible level this year. And um, I was just gonna ask you, like, what what. What has been your uh, like off-season training been like? Uh, my off-season training has been so crazy this year. I, I signed up with a trainer in the middle of the last season, and uh, it was too late. And so, so this summer we moved. We went all in to, to make this year as good as possible. So, uh, yeah, I, I worked out two, three times a day. Had like one one day off every week. Yeah, we worked so hard. Uh, I, I didn't work so much. I think I worked for like two months. Uh, but I was still training because I I was just working from home, I know. Uh, so uh, I was still training three times a day. And and uh, yeah, finally when I started to, to, to practicing on the sled and it felt so great and I was having super fun and then I crashed. So that messed up a little bit. But but the good thing now, I think, is is that I had so much fun when I'm riding because all the other guys are a bit, like, wore out. You know, they have been on the sled for so long. They have been practicing so much and they're 
like a bit bored maybe, you know, yeah, been riding so much. And I'm just super glad that I'm on the sled and that I'm not uh, injured, you know. I'm, I can ride without pain and, and that just, it just feels so good for me because I'm, I can do it. And then, uh, then I'm just having so much fun when I'm out there riding and, and I know that if I crash bad now, I can get injured again pretty easy because my body isn't 100% yet. So, so that's, I think that's one thing also I'm, why I'm doing good because I, I try to ride as smart as possible to not crash or like have contact with other guys. I try to like have my own lines and not be so close to everybody else. Like, stay calm on the track, just have fun and be smart. And that's been a a good a good thing this year, I think. That's why I'm up there. Uh how important is this is this break from the first two races and then your next race in South Dakota? That's it's important, I think. My body needs to rest. Uh as I said, my elbow isn't 100% yet, so all the days I can take off is, is good for my elbow. And, uh, and uh, I do everything I can to, like, re- all the recovery things I can do for my elbow and for my shoulder. I do that all the time, uh, every day. So so uh, I think it's it's good. I need to, to, to rest and and work on my on my injuries a little bit and and, uh, and and let them heal up a little bit. Yeah. So in this break, um, uh, are you? Do you need? You know what you need to work on? Like after you've seen the first two rounds, are you going to work on anything specifically besides like your injuries? Are you going to work on like starts or what do you think you can need to work I think, on? I think uh, I just need to work on. I, I don't think I have to work. I don't think I have anything to work on. I I always doing my best, and and I don't think we're gonna do any starts. Uh, my starts haven't been the best this year either. But I know that I have the speed that the speed I need to 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 be up there and and to pass people if I just stay smart. And, and I just think I need to rest and, and take it easy. Mm-hmm. For a couple of days, I will do I will do some practicing tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, and, uh, and that's it. I think I don't want to to overdo it now when when my body is not hundred percent. So so uh, yeah, I will I will just take take it easy. I think. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on that on the track change from? Friday to Saturday. Um, why do you think they did that? And what are your thoughts on on the the change of the track? Because you had good success on Friday, but then on Saturday it seemed like you couldn't find your rhythm. Uh, it was Friday was a great night because it was a lot of corners, and I actually had good corner speed, and and all the other guys were stuck in the same line. They tried to go fast in the first line you know they they got they are a bit stressed and get stuck in the same line so so i could like use all the good lines when they were stuck in the bad line so that 
where I did did that good. I came from eighth to second in the pro final. That's that's super big, big for me. So so uh, yeah, I had a blast Friday night uh, because everything felt so good and and all that. The, the track was a bit slower also when we, when we had that little like dog leg. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we went, yeah, we were slower and, uh, and and it was a tighter track. So that I think that was better because when they changed it, uh, it we started to go so fast before the finish line and, and like every pro pro guy can go fast. That that's not hard and everyone can go straight over. A whoop section or over over yeah it was it was the, the whoops were so low so it was like wide open and uh, and the, the groomer guys isn't the best this year i think uh, i know they are trying and, and they are doing their best but but uh, it's they have a little bit to work on you know uh, and uh, yeah the track was too easy uh saturday uh I felt that I had good speed, but I had a crash in in the the first heat race. But I was lucky that I didn't hurt myself, so I came up, ended up like last that heat race. In the in the second heat race, I just had a super bad start, and as I said, the, the track was so easy, so everyone could go fast. The the corners were flat, and it was like, yeah, it was too easy so so it was so hard to go faster than, than the other guys uh, so I ended up like seventh in the second heat race too and then I, in the LCQ I had a bad or the crash wasn't too bad but the, 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 the thing was that I landed right on Lincoln's back yeah so so that was a super like scary incident and 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 I, I I didn't really know what to do. I, I tried to, to talk to him to help him. He was just laying there quiet, and it was super scary for me. And and maybe that screwed up a little bit for the final. I was a bit like scared. Didn't know how he how he how, how he was doing. And, and yeah, it was a different night. Uh, and the final, you know, start in the back row, and the track was dead easy. You know, everyone was going fast in the same same line and and uh, it was so much snow dust uh, and uh, yeah I wish they, they had the same track layout for the whole weekend because uh, it was more lines and, and the track was more like more sketchy I think yeah yeah like we were so, uh, oh go ahead yeah I, I, I think this was Friday Friday's track was better. Yeah, like we were talking about, you said it right, you hit it right on the head, is that uh, on Friday, it gives you more options. It gives options for like passing, corner, like you said, corner speed, and like an oval, you just straight away turn, and that's about all you have. Yeah. On Friday, you got options to go outside, go inside, try a different line here, try a different line there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people, the riders were still complaining about the track it's Friday night. All oh, the track is so hard to pass on. It's just one line and and blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. but I had like my best race ever that night yeah. because I was passing so many people. Yeah. So 
I just think the guys who are complaining are still stuck in the same line. You know, if you don't try different lines, you will never know if they are faster or not. Yeah. If, if you're start if you're starting far back, then you know that you have to try different lines because the the guys in the front of you will go in the main line all the time because he will think that's the fastest line, and he will never change line mm-hmm. because he will he think he's in the fastest front. And when you are like far back, you can then you can try all the different lines and see which one is faster and and and, and, and yeah, see if you can make some some ground and maybe do some passes and, and yeah that's how I did and it ended up good so sometimes you just need to, to, to think a little bit and try to be smart you can't go all in and just and just go in the same line and, and, and be stuck there yeah and it would just be it to anybody that says that track was one line I was like you should see our boy Moose didn't get the best start. Came back. <laughs> you telling me that's one line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, we yeah. watched this guy just rail the outside, rail the inside. He's all over that track making passes. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually watching the, the final, like, uh, 20 minutes ago. The, the Friday final, final, I hadn't watched it until now. So it was, like, fun to see how I was trying all the different lines and and like, like I said, the, the, the mostly of the guys were stuck in the same line. They were using like the all the, the inside corners, who were who were like super bumpy and, and sketchy when the outsiders were flat. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's it's yeah, it's easy to get stuck in, in those bad lines. So. Email, you had a you had a roller coaster of a weekend. You know, you had that great race on Friday, and then you had some uh, you know rough luck on Saturday, and you had that unfortunate um, you know accident with uh, with Lincoln, and then you had a rough final race. How do you how do you prepare for Deadwood, South Dakota, in a few weeks um, after after a roller coaster of a weekend and that and that tough end on Saturday? I have talked to Lincoln. He he texted me last night and he said that he was fine and he he uh, he he will be back. So uh, I was I I'm, I feel much better now after this. I have been talking a bit to her, to him. So so I think I will be prepared and, and, and as good as possible until until Deadwood. Deadwood isn't my favorite track, but but maybe this year will be will be better than all the other years I have been there. Uh, the track is so tight in Deadwood, like it's it's, it's and it's easy to get like those uh, those like main lines where everyone is going, and 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 uh, it's like hard to do something else, but. But uh, yeah, we will see. Uh, I think I will. I, I will try to stay like, stay calm and just uh, just try to have fun. Yeah. So for Deadwood, like you said, it's a small track and a uh, small oval. At that, what would you do for a track design if you had the option, like, to give Deadwood those options? You know. I don't really know. I have heard a lot of stories about that track. Why they don't 
have the start in the middle because it's too dangerous. Now we're starting, like we're going straight out to a whoop section. And yeah, I, I really want to try like the, the old style when they had the track a little bit longer from the very end uh, to the next end, like like a little bit bigger than they have it now. Mm-hmm. And then we're having the start in the middle going out and then like left or right, I don't know. Uh, because I, I want the track to be as big as possible and as wide as possible when the track is that that short. But it's hard when the when the when the when when the place is isn't that, that big. You know, the place is just it's just a I don't know what it is, but it's just a small place, so they can't do so much in there. Yeah, it's a small like horse but track. I would, I, yeah, so I I would try to try to make the track as long and wide as possible, and then maybe try to squeeze in the start in the middle. But I have no clue how it is to have the start in the middle. I know a couple of guys say that it have been a lot of crashes there, but but I don't know. Last year at Deadwood, I don't really know. Last year at Deadwood, you saved uh, me. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if you realize that when you <laughs> when, yeah, when, when the two almost hit me. <laughs> yeah, and I took him out. Yeah. <laughs> you saw your fellow cameraman in danger, and you're like, "Nope, that's Lyle. I got to save him. Sacrificed your race for me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a was a rough night. I have I have never had a good final in in Deadwood. Uh, so I will hope that I will have it this year. Now when I know that I can can do it, yeah. And when I know that I'm fast and all the guys know it, knows it too, so it will be maybe a little bit more scared. <laughs> <laughs> so you you think um, it's just a confidence thing now that you're dealing with, like as far as like the way you're riding and. You know, um, I, yeah, wanna, I, I don't know about like last year, you know, obviously you got your first podium last year in the pro class and, you know, this year you, you just came out swinging and, you know, you had the unfortunate event on Saturday, but I mean, now you got to be full of confidence knowing that, you know, you, you are a top, you know, contender now. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're a threat now. Like you're up there with a chance of winning that, this title now. Yeah. You know, I, I will not. I'm not thinking so much about the points yet. You know, I'm I'm just trying to have fun out there and do my best. And and I'm I I know I can go fast, and I will always try my best to be fastest. But uh, it feels like the, the the points will we will see closer to the end of the year where where we are, and and if if we have to really if we have to really all in to, to get of course I will do everything I can to, to, to get to be on the on the top three for, for the year but uh, but I don't want to think too much about that now I just want to have fun and do my best and I can't do so much more mm. what is your what is your favorite track on the circuit is it uh, Dubuque Iowa Friday night <laughs> <laughs> Actually not. Oh shit! The, the track was so icy, <laughs> so icy, and sketchy. But uh, I don't know what I did right, but I I did something. 
I don't know. I think I still think yeah. I still think yeah. ERX last year, the second round at ERX uh, when they had that uh, triangle track. You mm-hmm. know. Oh, you have the when triangle I ended track. Up third. Yeah. yeah. When you were wide that open on that outside bad. corner. <laughs> yeah, because the track was wide, was super wide, and the, it was a bunch of lines you could choose between, and that's that's super important. It felt like they are they are starting to forget that that we need like wider tracks. Now they have those uh, top blocks, so that makes the tracks smaller and. Yeah, I used to wish all the tracks were wider so we can like have more more lines and 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 I wish they 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 really wanted to listen to us riders. Or I bet they do, but they can't do so much. Yeah. So does your uh, does your family watch you race uh, back at home? Uh, yeah, my my mom and my and my girlfriend is watching all the time and I think my grandparents is watching too sometimes uh, what, what time my, do you start my, in Sweden huh? what, what time, time do you uh, it's start like, in Sweden uh, I think I start to do the first qualifying like one o'clock in the middle of the night oh. uh, <laughs> and the final is around five I think five in the morning so they have to stay up for a while I tried to tell them that that they should just sleep until like four mm-hmm. and see the last round and the final and then start the day early instead of being tired the whole <laughs> next day <laughs> so, but it's up to them that's awesome. That's the best kind of support that you can ask for is, uh, are, are people willing to stay up late and watch you? And, and I think you've definitely delivered so far this season, uh, as far as, uh, you know, your racing and your podiums and, and, and showing up for, uh, yeah. for Sweden. They're super glad. Uh, and it's, it's fun when they, they can see me do good. You know, last year they were staying up super late and, watching me do bad so (laughs) it's fun now when they can see that I'm too good and it's maybe more worth to stay up because the chance that I'm doing good is bigger Um, back to my brother's question earlier Uh, what do you think was the biggest difference between last year and this year like why do you think the giant leap from like you said you were struggling a little bit last year got your first podium but this year you're up there consistently. Yeah, as I said, I have worked so hard this summer. I have never been this, been, been like in this good shape. You know, I have never been tired in a final this year. Not tired at all. Like I, I can do 10 more laps if, if I have to. Like it's, it's not a problem. And that's a big big thing for this year I, I last year some races I was tired in the end of the race and that when we're it's just we're just doing 10 minutes out on the track 
we should we should you should not be tired in ten minutes. It, it's a rough sport, but if you if you are a pro guy, then you should know that those ten minutes is super important, and you can't be tired. Uh, so that's one thing, uh, and I think I'm a bit older. I'm smarter uh, now when I have this small when I have this injury. Uh, when I know that I have kind of an injury to work with, I just try to want to stay like a bit smarter and don't be closer to all the other guys. And, and you know when you when you know that you 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 are hurt, you don't want to do like. You don't want to over jump. You don't want to chase stuff. So you always like try to be as smooth as possible to not like uh, yeah, overuse your yeah my elbow. So so I think that's also a a good thing. Uh, you know, I was I was crying when I when I knew that I was going to be like injured for for like a couple months. When when I when it first happened, but now, if I look at it now, I, I'm glad that this happened because because I'm I mean I'm in good shape and, and my and, and yeah and I'm doing good. So I think it's, it's it was just a good thing that happened. What's the what's the biggest difference between racing back home in Sweden or Europe compared to racing here in America? It was two years ago I raced back home, and uh, and uh, it's not good. (laughs) 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 The the tracks are so icy, and we're down to the dirt often, and we're yeah, it's so bad. We're not using studs, and and the, the, the the days start like early in the mornings and, and we're yeah, drifting around on the ice. It's, it's just bad. <laughs> uh, and it's easy to get injured. The days are always like, if we're, we can start early in the morning and we will still be late in the end of the day. Like people, like the, the fans are going home because the days start to get too long because they're struggling with rumors and and injuries and it's some something every time so it makes it so so boring i don't know for the fans it's 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 just bad back mm-hmm. home they don't have a like a good plan for for how to, to have a smokers race and it's just getting worse and worse so, so like for for five years ago we had super fun at all the races but now it feels like all the races are just bad and, and boring so if I had to go home and race for like, if I lost my 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 chance over here, I would, I think I would would quit riding because it's it's not so fun to be back home. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, well, you, you're definitely proving yourself here, and I think uh, your 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 place here is, uh, you know, you got a long long career ahead of you. So, so I guess you don't have to worry about about going back home to race anytime soon. <laughs> That's true. But um, I seen that on uh, social media though, too, that you've been hanging out with uh, Elias in the off season a lot. Um, do you guys, 
um, you know, are you guys good friends back home? Me and Elias have been good friends for for a while. Uh, I have always looked up to him. He, he he's a super good rider and super good guy, like on the track and on the side of the track. You know, he he's calm, he's cool, he's easy to talk to. It's a, it's never a problem to ask him about something. He will he will help you as good as he can. And, and yeah, he's just a cool guy to have around. And, and, and yeah, we try to hang out in the summers sometimes, and we we will meet each other at some dark bikes races <laughs> sometimes. And this summer, no, this this uh, this uh, preseason, he came up to us, uh, and the, he actually he was riding with us when I crashed. So like the first day, he came up to, to practicing with us. Then I crashed, so I went to the hospital, and he he was home with my brother practicing. <laughs> and then when I finally get back, then we went out hunting and just had a lot of fun with each other. So yeah, he's he's a good friend and a good rider. So we have we have a good friendship. Yeah, because I guess the biggest uh, thing that I I see see now from last year to now is that you're saying that you're having a lot of fun on your snowmobile on your vehicle if you will and that's the biggest thing that Elias would always preach is that you know he's just there to have fun you know I'm having fun riding you know I'm having fun you know just being here in the moment and you know and and that's one thing that I see mentally that has, I guess that has changed in you is that, you know, like you said, you're having fun, you're enjoying the moment, you know, and, and you're, you know, you're doing pretty damn good. And, you know, and I'm excited to see how your season turns out. And um, hopefully we'll be back on the track with you, with you guys soon too. So. Yeah, I think it's, it is super important to have fun. Of course, I had fun last year, but I didn't like appreciate it as much as I do now because uh, I I I'm not allowed to be on the track right now if I'm asking my doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just super glad that I'm not like I'm not dealing with pain or something. So I'm I'm glad that I'm riding that I'm having fun and just can do my thing and that's that's a I think that's a big thing uh, it, it helps just just have that in your head I got a I have uh, one question I I've kind of forgot to ask it but uh, so we're, we're just kind of going back to Friday I noticed in heat two uh, Peterson took second but the official results had him as taking last. So you went from fifth to fourth. Uh, any idea why Peterson didn't take second and was bumped back down to last? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was looking at the, the race results just to, to make sure everything was, um, you know, how you finished, and, and I wanted to watch the race. And if you go back and watch Friday, uh, the second pro race you're in, Peterson takes second. But on uh, on the website here, it says that he took last in heat two. 
I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> I don't put too much attention on the other riders. I just, <laughs> what I, I like. Think. Okay. I just take care of myself and, and try to be as good as possible. So. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if he like cut the track or, you know, swung at somebody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I tried to remember, but I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I have no clue what happened to him. Okay. Um, uh, you guys got any uh, questions? I'm, I'm. I got one. Uh, how was moto season? Uh, fun, good. Uh, I, uh, I did a bunch of races. Uh, I did some good ones. Uh, had. I don't think I had any podiums. Yeah. You, I did. I have had two podiums actually, in 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 two in the, in the smaller races. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I actually made I, I I did like a big race, and if you did good enough in that race, you got a wild card to those like real Swedish championship races. Yeah. Uh, and I got a wild card for the Swedish championship race, uh, so I, I will try to to be pre- to be prepared for that. Are you excited for that? So, Trying that yeah. over the summer? Yeah, I would love to be. I would love to ride with those guys. It's they are fast, like the the, the Swedish championship. That that's the best guys in Sweden. So so I'm excited to try to race them. Uh, yeah, that I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I belong there, but I, <laughs> I will definitely try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that you even get to race them is just speaks to how good you are on a motorbike, even you know. Yeah, it's. I, I I was riding a lot this summer, and and I really I have always wanted to to, to do those Swedish championship races, and that have been my main goal with the dirt bike. Yeah. In my dirt bike career, mm-hmm. so finally I got the wild card. So now, if I can go there and get points, then I will. Then I will start to those Swedish championship races. Yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, it's a long season. It starts like early in the spring. Uh, we are having like four or five feet of snow when the first uh, <laughs> first uh, Swedish championship <laughs> race start. So I had to go down south to, to do that race, uh, and and the last race is like just a couple of weeks before I go here. Uh, so it, it is a long motor, motor season, but uh, I will definitely try to, to do as many races as I can if I if I can get some points there. Alrighty. Well, email, uh, you know what? Thank you so much uh, for your time. I'm not sure if these guys got uh, any more questions. Um, but, uh, if not, you know what? Thank you for your time. Uh, we appreciate you calling in, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, email har. He is currently fifth in points, only 11 points back. I think it's going to be a really good race season. Uh, once again, thank you so much email. Thank you guys. Yep, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, homie. All right, we'll see you in Deadwood. Yeah, bye-bye. 
being okay to one of the top guys. And he was like, oh yeah, I was injured in the off season, but I've been working, <laughs> but I've been working really hard. <laughs> and, that's, and that's crazy. His, uh, his like viewpoint on it is that, you know, he got hurt and it helped him become more patient as a driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, not only that, but you know, he's not burnt out either from, from, uh, from training for the last yeah. November and December before the races, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, like I said, hats off to him. I mean, he's killing it with the injury. So, I mean, I can't wait to see what he can do when he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, he's like, I'm having fun. I'm injured. And he's probably like, look at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's probably surprising himself. Like, I'm on the podium, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two months ago, I couldn't fucking unwrap a, a you know a, a box of mac and cheese and now he's out here podiuming yeah <laughs> yeah no it's, it's definitely crazy crazy sport i tell yeah. you that much uh, you know what i hate to say this but maybe it's just maybe it's just the swedish in him you guys are crazy <laughs> yeah they're strong too moose they're, i mean he's like a moose, moose. he's moose yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i expect that's how i expect him to get hurt <laughs> fist fighting yeah. a moose yeah <laughs> uh, we, we can tell everyone that now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly what i'm be saying now like, i interviewed a guy man he was hurt came in the season he's fucking wrestling a moose had it in a headlock and in a head buttered him and that's how he hurt his elbow yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was no, pretty good I, I think that's interesting too to find out the difference between racing over there and racing here it's just the ability to take care of the track mm-hmm. yeah yeah no and he said the last time he raced there was two years so i mean that's even crazy enough for be like oh wow the tr- not that it's that bad over there, but the difference, you know, and the, your comfortability now is that, you know, you're so used to racing over here now that I don't even want to race back home. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. like what he said, he, he lost his ride and and he had to go back home and he's like, I just retire. One <laughs> <laughs> look at the track, he's like, nah, dude, there are fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. I want no part of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So no man, I uh, I really enjoyed that. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was uh, insightful yeah. too. Give yeah. us his opinions on the tracks. Yeah, the biggest thing I was worried about was his English. <laughs> like I didn't know how we were gonna get over that little barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But no, it turned out awesome. I'm you know very thankful that he uh, allowed us to interview him in such a short no- notice mm-hmm. since our co-host co-co-host didn't get a hold of him last night like I asked. I, our no. other host, we ask him to do a lot of things that he doesn't do. Yeah, Jeffrey. Episode three. Yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, hey, speaking of off road. Yeah. Good transition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of off road, yeah, we uh, we got a nut. You got another guy, man. Um, God. Uh, it's 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 always fun with him and and i've learned uh, to try to keep the questions to a minimum I mean, yeah come on yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and and man like I, I'm, I i i love andrew i mean just getting to know him more was so much fun over the season and uh you know i'm excited to to just kind of go back and forth with him on on, on this platform yeah no it's it, like i said i think this platform allows these racers to be open and 
and just to be themselves, you know, like they have like CBS sports or whoever in their faces and they have to be all structured with, you know, with their sponsors and everything. I'm hoping like this platform, we could just hang out, talk like how we talk at the races and just like, just bullshit. Yeah. 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 We can, we can have fun. We can, you said bullshit talk. We can, you know, let loose, man, have, have fun, swear a little bit. Like it's, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. We're just, we're, we're here to, Oh, 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 and technical difficulties. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happens here. He froze on us. Yeah. Does he come back? Does he not come back? There he is. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was sitting here ranting and I looked over and you guys were moving. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, is this what our show is going to be known for? <laughs> Right. It's, a little, it's a little janky. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we're not getting sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> I should just start taking pictures of when when you freeze. Oh man! And, and the crazy talking, and then you guys are moving. I'm like, oh shit! And the crazy, the crazy again. thing is, too, it only happens when you're talking. Yeah, it is only when you are talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, well, maybe that's a sign. Yeah. That's, maybe that's a sign that we got to move on to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to our next guest. A fan announcement. A fan? Yeah, for Mr. Tito Levine. Only fans? Only fans? No. Ooh, a, fa- a fan announcement for yeah. what, what, what are you talking about? Um, he, he says, oh, okay. He's like, I don't care about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he says, okay. Happy birthday. And you need to go get a girlfriend. Oh, man. Who said that? (laughs) Christian. Well, you know what, Christian? I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to give you the time of day. I'm not even going to waste my breath on you. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you you so much, Mr. Christian. Uh, Appreciate the uh, the life advice. Uh, One day. One day I'll be there. But guess what? We're not, we're not here. We're not here to talk about me, but for the time being, our next guest today is actually the first guest of his kind for our podcast. Not only does this man have an off-road snow cross course in his backyard, but he also has no fear. He's challenged the likes of a living legend like Johnny Greaves, goes toe to toe with Kyle Duke on the regular per, uh, on the weekends. When he's not banging doors with some of the best drivers in the world that has that the world has the offer, he's teaching his children how to be adults in this wild, wild world. His son Dallas already ripping it on the snowmobile, and it's only a few years or decades before he starts to challenge his dad on the circuit. But until then, this baby-faced assassin will continue to be a force to be reckoned with on the off-road scene. He is an X Games athlete, a Red Bull athlete. He's a driver of the number fifteen Yokohama. Pro four hailing down the road, down the road for me from Elk River, Minnesota, Andrew Carlson. How's it going? I don't know if that's What's... a proper intro, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hyped up, but no, I like it. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hey man, we gotta, we gotta do you guys justice, man. I, I feel like there isn't enough justice that's done for, uh, for you drivers. And, and that's what we're here for. That's what impulse media is here for. We get to drive. That's enough justice for me. (laughs) I just want to drive. Uh, That's good. How you been, man? 
Oh, I've been good. I've been uh, busy. It's like during the race season, I'm always like, oh man, like off season, I got this stuff. And then off season hits and it's like, I'm, I'm probably busier than I am in the race season, to be honest. Um, I got another kid coming in February. So I'm trying to get all this stuff at the shop done now before that comes. And then, uh, yeah, just, uh, got some new stuff going with UTVs, new car, um, pro force, nothing too different, but, uh, yeah, just dial in our program, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to this off season. I, uh, I've actually have been, uh, I kind of stepped into supercross a bit. So I'm managing some riders for, for supercross, which is a big deal. Um, it, it's just fantasy, but, um, <laughs> so I've been into the fantasy supercross. Uh, I got my team, but, um, you know, outside of that, I haven't been doing much professional racing. Um, but yeah, like you said, Dallas has been racing. So we've been riding a lot and he shreds dude. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> Get my butt kicked pretty quick here. He is a racer. So yeah, uh, it's uh, it's super fun as a dad just to, to be able to do that. And I'm hundred percent way more nervous for any time I'm on the line with him than I am with myself. Like I'm this coming race season, I'm going to be a calming force in the starting line. Cause I'm like, Oh, Dal's not racing. I'm good. I'm, I'm none to be nervous about. So, um, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see the other side. And that's like, I get, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I was racing a 120, and it's like, man, just time flies. But um, yeah, just having fun and uh, yeah, keep it going. Where do you find all this energy uh, to to like you said, man? You're super busy in the off season where you know, you've got your UTVs, you've got you know your Pro Four to work on. You know, you, you you're married. You know, you got kids. You got another one on the way, man. Where does all this? energy come from? How do you keep it going, man? Because I tell you what, I'm a single dude that's in an apartment and I got a hard time making dinner sometimes. And you're out here busting your ass, showing us all up, man. Where does all that energy come from? I mean, to start, um, my wife is a saint. I mean, she, if it wasn't for her, I'd be struggling to make easy Mac for sure. Um, <laughs> and I'll be wearing dirty clothes and and not just the home stuff. She's just awesome with the kids and she's keeps my schedule in line. And, uh, yeah, just it, she is so awesome for me. And it's, it's cool. What a blessing it is that we're different, right? Cause the areas, you know, yeah, we're, we're just different. She's got different energy levels. And, and we were just talking about this the last week, just balancing and marriage and, and all that. It's like, I need to be around people. I need to be doing stuff. And then in when I'm stressed and when I'm around people and, and, and busy, I get more energy like it, that that's what fuels my tank. So, you know, as, as a racer, it's obviously fitting and, and just being at the race shop and all the hectic Nick and hecticness and uh, yeah, just stuff everywhere and last minute stuff here and there. Like, I love that. That's what keeps me going. That's what, like, if it was nine to five, boring, whatever, no surprises, I'd be, you know, I'd be a little more tired and, and stuff like that. So, um, and she's the opposite. She needs routine. She needs the same stuff and, you know, like a homebody and, and wants to be home. So it's a good balance for both of us. It, she kind of helps me get my, my off weekends and, and, uh, kind of recharge. And, and at the same time, when I'm going busy, she's, uh, she's right there with me with the kids and, you know, keeping us all in line. So, uh, it's good. It, that's a big piece. And, you know, to me, it's uh it's a balance, right? It It's like taking, like, I love being spontaneous and doing stuff um, that just pops up, but at the same, you know, I think that's a thing 
the last couple of years I've matured a lot and I've said, Hey, this is my program. What I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to go do this weird race way over here or, or something. <laughs> and it's like kind of, I've, I've tried a few stuff like that. And, and, um, I've noticed the ones that give me energy, which ones I enjoy and which ones are awesome. And then I've noticed the ones that it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool, but it's like, it's not for me. So, um, at the end of the day, yeah, just being smart with how much I, how much time I really have, which isn't much. Um, you know, when you really start looking at, you know, if you're going to work and then you're running a race team on the side and, and all this stuff, um, it, it takes a lot, which I mean, you guys all know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. I, uh, when I'm in the off season, I, I just get grateful because it's like, it, it's so cool to be able to get to do this and to get to race. And, um, yeah. And just, you really see the people that even out of season when they're checking in on you and want to see how the program's coming along. It's like, yeah, it, it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, man, that, that nine to five can go upon sand. So, um, <laughs> how about, how about last season, man? Um, you know, ever since you've gotten into the pro four, I mean, obviously dude, people, sometimes what people don't realize is that, you know, you jumped into that pro two class and you, and you made a splash and you're only there for what I felt maybe seems like a brief, brief second. Um, and then you're in the pro four class and then you've been, you've been battling some gremlins there. Um, you know, 2020 was whatever it was last season, you know, again, you have the speed, you have all that. I mean, at Lena, you're right up front. Like you said, you wouldn't have done it any differently. You know, what, what can we expect for, for 2021? I mean, that pro four class has already got talent in it. Obviously, you know, you got the Greaves, you got the Duke. I mean, even Henderson was showing speed, you know, can we expect you to, to, to be on that podium and, and to get a win? Yeah. And, and honestly, that was the biggest letdown for me last year was just not checking that win box. Um, you know, the year before, we had it here at ERX. Um, I feel like um, there was parts of that where it was like, I like the Lena incident, it was like totally my doing. Um, but at the same time, I want to be up there pushing. So, yep. you know, I think we were in a couple opportunities where we should have, or even like park river, man, you think of the park river races, like <laughs> there was three, two, three cars left. It's like, yeah. And this, anybody could say this, you know, Henderson or Cheney or anybody could be like, man, if we would have just finished that one, we would have, we could have won true that for sure. But it's like, we're all there. And so I think in, in, in that's what excites me for, for this coming season is like everything that we're going towards is consistency. It's mm -hmm. taking every issue we had last year and changing that, you know, the, the two years before that we had a lot of diff issues Leduc battle battles with it. You know, Johnny and CJ are really the only guys that don't, don't battle with the front diff stuff. Um, you know, we didn't this year. That was one thing we really fixed in our program. Uh, and that's a big one, you know, it, it four wheel drive, you, you need that for pro four. It's, uh, it's part of the deal. So, um, yeah, I think, and, and then that's just scratching the surface. This is the least amount of major renovations we've ever done on the truck. So that being said, all our energy is going into, these fine tuned little problems. And, and, and to be honest, like pro four, like you got to show up, right? Like you gotta, you gotta be 10 tenths, you know, driving right there going fast unless everyone's breaking. But at the end of the day, like if everyone's finishing, like it isn't a attrition game, but, and that's where it gets tough. It's like, man, you can go get two wins and not be the fastest guy, but then uh, it, it's, it's tough. That's recording in progress. You need, you need the whole thing. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just focused. You know, I think we have the speed, like you said, we have the lap times. I know we can run and I, and I know what I have to do as a driver. So, you know, we're just dialing into the truck, not, we're just simplifying it, you know, getting everything um, good. I was the most comfortable I've been in that truck this year um, compared to all the other years. You know, we finally got to the point where we were making, you know, small changes instead of just like, Hey, like you got to back the thing in or you got to <laughs> do this major thing. And then we'll start fine tuning. It's like, we finally got to that point and, um, we were actually, you know, fast, fastest qualifier at ERX and a, and a few of the other races starting up front where we, where we need to be. Obviously there were some that we didn't. Um, but you know, at the end of the year, we found we had some, some engine issues that just were bothering us like crazy. It's like from midway through the year, we, we found out we had a, a cracked piston and, and it wasn't big enough deal where it was like slowing the truck way down, but we weren't at full speed. And um, so we're switching engine builders this year. We're going with Roush, Ron Sharp. Uh, it's got a great program. So I'm, I'm really confident in that. And we're going to have more at the track help. And, and, um, and that's a big deal. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's his program, the engine, and he's managing it. We don't have to, we can just focus on the truck. Um, so I feel really confident with that. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like we're checking the right boxes this year, more prepared than ever. And, uh, I'm really excited about the UTV. You know, we had the most wins in the class last year. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that thing is just fun to drive. It's like, every time I go out, if I don't break, like I'm there and I feel like I, we can win. And, and I know this is talking about pro four stuff, but at the end of the day, every time I get out of that thing, I'm grinning and I'm having a <laughs> heck of a time. Just, it's so fun to drive. Like even at Lena, I was on three wheels, just pinning the thing. And it's just, it's a blast. So like getting in the pro four, having that mentality that like, man, I'm just going to hold this thing pinned and, and feeling confident. It, it's elevated my program. I know it, you know, we had to, we got to have one more mechanic at the track and um, it's a little more stuff going on having two vehicles, but you know, driving wise and everything like it, it helps me a ton. And I feel like just getting to see the track more and, and, I've said it before. I don't, I don't have the legacy of off-road racing in my blood. Um, I haven't been at the track since I was, you know, little kid, but, um, so it, it helps me. I get double the seat time at the track and, um, yeah, I, I just, I think, uh, this coming year is a big one. And, and I think I have to be real too. It's like, I think, uh, there's a lot of fast guys, like you said. So it's, I don't think anybody realistically is thinking they're going to go in and sweep this thing. Um, you know, I, we're going to go for it every time. And, and uh, you know, we've never been in a situation where we're conserving points, you know, we're just, we're just trying to get wins. And I think that's the fun way to race this. Um, we are, like I said, doing things to the truck to make it more durable and make sure we're there every week. So I think that it's, it's different than, you know, snowcross or motocross where it's like, it's almost pretty much 90% of the time or more the driver, the truck, is a big piece of this in off-road and, and getting that consistent. And then the driver, you can hang it out there and, and still be consistent as long as you're not ending up on your lid or something. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel like, uh, it's gonna be a good year. We got, you know, the same people coming back, same team, new engine guy. Um, but I feel really good. We did a lot of post-season testing, the most post-season driving we've done. Um, you know, like we weren't, because we weren't changing anything crazy. We didn't have to chop a thing up right away. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's like even after fall Cranon, we have the most laps we've had. Um, so that, that feels awesome. Um, and we're going to be ready to go the minute the snow's gone, we're going to be out there. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Dude, that's awesome. You know, uh, that you're 
already thinking about next season as soon as this season starts. And, and I think that's, what's going to make, you know, you obviously, as you know, a, a more successful driver, um, you mentioned the UTV and, and this, I don't know why that this is stuck with me, maybe because I was on the starting line and I was starting GoPros and stuff. And I remember like, I came up to you on like the starting line. I think we were like bullshitting or whatever. And then, uh, and then I saw Zach Kitzman and, uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, I was like, Andrew's, uh, you know, a lot of fun on the starting line. And, and, and Zach's like, oh, you, you talked to starting line. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, don't you? And he's like, no, man, he just, he looks like he's super serious. Like he's going to kill me. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? So I'm like, I'm like, what is, is Andrew? I was like, Andrew, why are you so mean to my boy, Zach? Yeah, uh, maybe it's he turns the Pro 4 one on more or something. I don't know. Um, so that was Fall Crandon. I, I think it was Spring Crandon. I think because I had to start one for uh, uh, Cheney. I, and I said something to him and he was like, oh, just he seems like he's going to kill me. Okay, so Spring Crandon, I didn't do too hot. So that's probably oh. why I was probably joking on the start line. I need to be a, a mean guy. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, which race was it? Because that might depend. Cause I, I don't know. I am that way. I'm very like the minute the helmet's on, I, like, I got to be careful to not like make sure people don't think I'm an a-hole or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's my idea. A funny story actually at, at ERX, we were, uh, we were in staging in pro four and, uh, and uh, RJ Anderson comes walking by me. I'm in my truck, like friggin' kill mode, like <laughs> on, like ready to rip somebody's head off. And he comes walking by and he had texted me earlier in the day asking about something track or at the like pit wise. And since it's our track, he, he texted me. And, uh, and I'm just sitting there and he walks by and he's like, Hey man, thanks for hitting me back. Um, and I'm like, what? I never touched you. Like I just lost it. And, like, and he's like, no, 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 man. Like, thanks for texting me back. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> but it was just like totally funny. Cause it's like, you don't, I don't even realize it. Right. It's like, I feel like I'm, you know, we're around when I see you guys in the pits, but it's like, I feel like I know when to turn it on and off. It's like, yeah. I, I can be joking around and, and I don't feel like anyone on my team's like, Oh man, Andrew's joking around. He's going to be a bad day. Like he's not serious, but it's like, you know, time and place. It's like, but then, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, uh, yeah. You don't come sit, tell me you hit me in staging. Cause I might get mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, ERX is notorious though. And then something I've wanted to ask you since, you know, I've Carlson, uh, our, our, our owning and operating the, the Elk River motocross uh, ERX track. You know, it's notorious. Um, I, I don't know if you know this now, but, you know, notorious uh, for uh, hurting people. You know, you had, you had Corey Winter that, uh, you know, got that L1 compression fracture. You know, I had a very, very close friend of mine, um, you know, roll his ankle on a rock, on a, on a random rock and pull his hamstring and then he pulled the other hamstring. You know, when, when are you going to get that place, you know, under control? Cause it just seems to be wildly inappropriate and people getting hurt. Yeah. I see. I think the issue is, uh, I don't think people are getting warmed up properly. So we're going to bring in, we're going to bring in like a trainer. Like I'm not saying Corey Winter got hurt cause he wasn't warmed up, but if he had, you know, done some calisthenics some stretching or something before it couldn't have been worse. Yeah. Yeah. And your buddy that, that hurt his, uh, the Olympic sprinter that was there, um, I think, you know, a little bit better warm up, maybe like tied his boots or something. I don't know. I don't, you know, hindsight's 2020, but yeah, no, I mean, either way, 
Yeah, no, I mean, historically, if we're talking numbers, you look back, I'm pretty sure more people have been heard of Grandin. Like, Ooh. not even racers. You're just talking people back in Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, dude. The numbers probably aren't even close. I had a friend jump off a trailer and shatter his ankle. And, like, yeah. he had to have surgery. Like, it was, yeah. he just jumped off a trailer. We, I only have I know one shattered ankle out of your ex. Some guy running. He didn't jump off a trailer, but it's a you know, so it's like. Grand's got 50 years of more hurting people than us. Like, I don't, I don't feel like that's fair, but I mean, I'm going to accept it. I accept it, but it, I, it's not fair. So yeah, no, Jeffrey did not believe me. I mean, he didn't believe my friend uh, that, that he had uh, hurt himself until he saw yeah. like the bruise on the back of his leg. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, sure. it was definitely like, uh, what, two weeks after, after you got back from your hike yeah. in Colorado so we were at Lena. in July. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, I saw you walking through the pits. And I was in kill mode and I still like, I was like, I still had a flutter of heartbeat, you know, for you, even though I was in kill mode, I'm like, yeah, hey man, are you okay? And you just like kind of looked at me and you were like yeah. dragging your leg behind you. I, oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like limping, trying to get all these GoPro started yeah. and just sitting there. He's like this. And then he sees me walk by and he's like, you okay? You okay? <laughs> he's like, why are you scowling at me? But yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. Good. <laughs> and then I was right back at it. But uh, do you guys got uh, any questions or do you want me to keep asking? I mean, I got a slew of questions. No, you're doing a good job. I, I'm, I'm enjoying listening. Okay. I, I just didn't want to, like, I don't know if like Lyle wanted to jump in at all. You know, it's like double Dutch where you're like, all right, where do yeah. I? Yeah. He's like sitting there waiting. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. is my, this is my turn. Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Is this guy done talking yet? No. Yeah. Um, what we were talking about before, uh, before he jumped on was, uh, we we're talking about the the timed halves because we were we were talking about snowcross and how I noticed this past week in Canterbury Park that um, you know they had like eight minutes and then two laps after that and how I saw kind of incorporated that in last season where it's like that first half would be you know six minutes eight minutes whatever it is and then you got the comp yellow and then you got another timed after that and then once times out you got your final lap um, like. I haven't asked the drivers about this, so you're going to be the first one. Um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Should they keep the timing format of that? Or, or do you prefer to have laps knowing how many laps you have before the comp yellow, before the race ends? Yeah, no, that's a great, cause it's like, it's kind of a, I feel like it stems from TV, right? It's like when you're, yep. when you have broadcast stuff, you have to be on, when you get live timing stuff, I feel like a lot of it's the show, right? Like for the fans, you want to keep the shows tight and you want to be on schedule and, and at some of these races it gets dark and if they're going late, like stuff happens, it's a bad deal. So um, as someone who needs to be very schedule driven on the weekend to be on time and to not miss race, like when six thirty hits, like I, I have a lot alarms on my phone at six ten, six fifteen, six twenty. It's like, so I can be ready at six 30 in my truck and like Courtney and my spotter and my dad are all like on it too. Like it's just, it's how I am. It's how I roll. Yeah. I'm on race weekend. It's like, I'm thinking about so much, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of got to be on time. So it's like, for me, I just remember like torque and, and even Midwest short course uh, league when Lucas ran it. Like, I feel like the last couple of years when champ off road has been in, it's been the most on time mm -hmm. that it's been since okay. I started. Yeah. And for me, that that's a bigger deal that it's okay. like, Hey man, I'm, I know I'm going to be up at six 15. 
and and then I can go for it. So I think no one wants to get the race cut short, but at the same time, I feel like they, they manage it a couple, you know, if it's a big safety incident and they know like they're not going to, they're not going to let it come down and just, you know, give this checkered under no green flag or, you know what I mean? They're, they're going to, they're going to try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But I think at the same time in like in side by side, it needs that because some of these guys just wad up and it's like, there's no downside to just being a ramrod. And when you have 30 UTVs in the stock yeah. class, it's like that race will go on forever and it'll be caution after caution after caution. It's like, if you're going to drive like an idiot, like it, it needs to be like, okay, you're, you're not, you're not going to just get the way it's like, yeah. it, it can't be an hour and a half deal. So, and, and not calling anybody out or anything. I think, some of those classes need that. And, mm-hmm. and it's probably a little harsh and, and no one in that class probably likes it, especially if you're the championship leader or trying to get wins or, or if it's affecting your end race. But it's like, I think it's the right direction. Long story short. I think um, I'm biased. Cause I came from Snowcross, which is camp off road <laughs> people running it. So it's like yeah. how they've done, how they are doing everything is like, ah, I was like home sweet home, man. That's how I've always ran it. And even coming from snowcross, like the first year, 2015, um, when, uh, BJ, BJ Burtwell was running it and stuff like it was all a messy year yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think like coming in, like always racing with champ and Carl and stuff. It's like, I thought I knew they had a good, a good program and everything, but it was like, racers are the worst people to please. I'm just going to say like, they suck. like they're competitive and they just like, it's me, me, me. Like, yeah. I don't like my park spot. I don't, you know, <laughs> what do you mean? There's not yeah, pavement. Whatever. There. You out of your fucking yeah, mind. They're just like, they're just, they're, they suck. They suck to deal with. <laughs> and I am one. So I can, <laughs> um, but it's like, I know we're picky and, and stuff. So it's like, I, I had things with ice soccer. It's like, Oh man, I wish they would have done this. I wish I would have done that. But then like coming into torque, it's like, Oh crap. Like they had their stuff together. Like this kind of is a mess. And if we had Carl here running, it's like, I feel like it'd be better. And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, Hey Carl should get over here. Like whatever. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the cards played how they did. And then now we're back in it and it's like, so I am biased. I think I grew up being used to how they run their show and, and I like it. It's like anybody that complains, I'm just going to say, yeah, you're a racer. So of course you're going to complain. You, like you, know, you know, you like it. Yeah. So, uh, Cause I, and again, I, I know you're a UTV guy. I mean, you know, obviously, but, and, and, and I do think that it's fair to say like even the, the lower classes, cause something that uh, last week uh, we talked about with climbing was just being in, the back of the pack of the pro two compared to the front of the pro two, like it's a different style of driving. Obviously the guys at the front are more clean, more, more talented. And, and I think that it's fair to say about some of these lower UTV classes that, Hey, you know, obviously that skill set is just, it's not there. And does that mean to say maybe that maybe there needs to be a less one, less, two less UTV classes to make more time for the pros because, but, at the same time, you know, those sportsman classes, those guys make up a huge part of the fan base. And, and that's what makes racing here so great in the Midwest. So it's almost like a rock and a hard place on it. You know, I personally, I like the laps knowing like, Hey, I'm obviously not a driver, but Hey, five laps, six laps. So the comp yellow, you know, another five, six, whereas then it's a timing thing. So, you know, is there a, a, maybe a hybrid that they could do as far as, 
may, you know, maybe a less UTV class. Again, I, I, it's no disrespect to those drivers, but man, by the time you guys get out there, I mean, the sun's sort of set. Yeah. And I, I think it's a moving target too. It's like when racing goes great, I think they, and this is what they always say in the driver's meeting. It's like, if we're ahead of schedule and, and people are killing it and you guys aren't on your lid every other corner and taking each other out, it's like, we'll have more racing. It's like, Oh, the pro fours got two hours before, you know, we're, you know, we're a half hour early, like we'll get some more laps for them. So it's like, and, and that's the frustrating part. And I feel like it's different for us because we own a track and we, we host races and we put on races and we've managed series and we're more involved with that side. I think like a Johnny Greaves could probably attest to it, you know, with his side-by-side series, but it's like, I think the people who have the biggest problems with this need to just go start a series and then mm-hmm. you just feel it out. <laughs> like it sucks. <laughs> you're never going to, you're never going to please anybody, but that, I mean, that's never going to happen. Not these guys aren't just going to go start a series so they can realize it, but I'm joking. So, <laughs> but I think that the, the thing is like, everyone's got to really think about it. Like, yeah, there's so many onesie twosie little answers that would make your racing better in your specific class, but no one really thinks about like, okay, run that scenario through your head. Yeah. Like don't, don't do timed races. Okay. What worst case scenario, every race has two rollovers and a red flag and, and all this stuff. Like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. Now you all, now you all have to stay and race Monday or you got to make it up and fall Crandon. Now who's going to complain? Or yeah. it's like, no matter what, it's a like the champ off road guys, they're like pushing a rope uphill. Like I feel bad for them. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. they're doing a good job, but it's like, there's no way to win. It's like, how do you not lose the most is basically it. So yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. As far as, like you said, it's, it's just like you not losing the most. And, and, and it's, it's so hard to, to please everybody. I mean, you know, because I've been going since I was four and, it, and, and it's something I told that these guys was, it's something I'm just used to. It's just, is it, even, even when the competition yellow happened, when that first came in, you know, and I'm a teenager, I hated it at first. And now, you know, you make it interesting where, you know, you bunch it back up, you know, if a guy that you like, well, now that my friend started racing, I was like, I fucking love this thing, <laughs> especially if he's in second. Cause I know that my friend was in second a lot. Uh, so when that happened, that was great. So, you know, maybe it's a transitional thing, like you said, for, especially coming from a driver is, is who's on schedule that, that maybe that this is starting to be better. So I, I, I'm, I'll jump on board. I'll give it one more. season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I think that's the cool thing is it's like, they're open to discussion. And I think the people that just complain and don't bring up like reasonable solutions, like obviously they're not, they know it's, they're not going to be heard or it's like, what do you want us to do, man? But yeah. it's like, if you literally research this and this was your heart and soul to figure out some better way of doing it and you like proposed it to them and, and did it in a nice way where they truly understood and, and it was better. Like I have no doubt in my mind that they do it. Mm-hmm. Like they are that way. It's like, I think in that, and like I said, racers are racers. And that's the worst thing is it's like, everybody thinks they have the best way of doing it. So it's like, yep. you still have to weed yeah. through the, 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 the crap, but it's like, either way, it's like, I think they're listening and they, they use the right, the right balance in, in a lot of their choices. And 
Um, and the biggest thing is like, we all have to understand too, that if they took everyone's advice, you know, and just tried it, even if it was for one race or whatever, like they would change their mind nonstop. And then what are you going to complain about? Like, Oh, they're wishy-washy. They never just yeah. do like, so it's like, I think, I think they're doing a nice job with the balance. It's like you, you, you need, people need familiarity. They need consistency at some point, but at the same time, you got to weed out some of these, you know, is this better? Is this not? And um, I think this year they learned a little on the, I think it was at ERX. They had that meeting um, basically for qualifying when like all the pro force met and it's like, okay, why would we go qualify if, if there's no incentive and then there's, it's this big invert anyway, there's no zero in the pill draw. And it's like, the reason champ did that was because they listened to the racers. Like that's what people yeah. are complaining about. So they did it. And I think, you know, I could just see it in in Bobby and in Ryan and in Carl's eyes. It's like, okay, we, we, we did what you wanted. And now you're mad because we did what you wanted. It's like, <laughs> I think we got to be careful as racers to like really get this stuff out. Cause pretty soon, like we're going to burn the bridge, right? Like, yeah. Hey man, I want, I want, you know, this for, I want this full inverter. I want this, this invert. And then like, no one goes out and qualifies well. Cause they're all trying to play. Like we all want to win. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Everyone's trying to take third. And then it's like, Oh man, this is stupid. Why are we out there wrecking tires? And it was like, man, if you would have thought about that, like, and, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not like, yeah. I have my opinions as a racer too. And, and I'm, I'm at fault for not like thinking it through and being like, man, like we're going to go wreck bedsides here. And it's literally pointless. Like, <laughs> I don't want to qualify first, but it's, yeah. um, well, it's like, I think we all need to vet it out. But I think at the same time, like we, we all can't forget that like the, the double-edged sword is there. If they listen to you and then it goes wrong and you want to change, like how does you get egg on your face? Right. It's like, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, I think we're growing together and, and, uh, you know, I just, I got a lot of respect for them. I think yeah. they get, you know, look at what we've had. And I think even the guys that have raced Lucas, it's like, there was not much give in Lucas. Like if you, yeah, I heard that on, it was kind of like the iron fist. It's like, you know, unless you're, you got all the series sponsors on the side of your truck and you're, you're the golden boy. It's like, you know, they kind of played, you know, not talking crap, but it's like, what are you comparing this to like yeah. perfect race world or like actual, this is what off-road has looked like in the past. Cause it's, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I'm a racer, not a politician. So I, I hate, <laughs> I hate the, this side of it. It's like, I just, I want to go race. I don't want to talk about like all that stuff. I, I'd rather have them all deal with it. Cause I know the more we get involved, it's like, we all want to win. So it's like, what good does that do? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> Oh, of course you want that. Like it, it's going to benefit. Like you're never going to push for something that's going to make you do worse. <laughs> I don't well, know. I just, it fights. Hey man, like, we hey, got a, we got a normal transition here. Um, how about, uh, how about <laughs> Mr. Uh, Pastrana leaving uh Red Bull? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, um, I think it's a smart play in no, no diss to Red Bull, but <laughs> he goes, oh, no, 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 but I mean, look at Pastrana, like more money for, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, but Pastrana can, he can, if he wants to go jump off the empire state building, he could do that. If I yeah. want to, I got to call Red Bull, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, 
like he could, he's Travis Pastrana. He, yeah. he doesn't need a sponsored, like, like Red Bull does a, like could do a lot. Like there's a lot more opportunity for me with Red Bull because yeah. I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not that well known. And I'm not Travis Pastrana um, where it's like black rifles, a small company, but like big, yes percentage on anything you want to do like hey, go <laughs> blow this up like sweet red bull's got a word like in their you know they're an austrian company so it's like completely different way of thinking like yeah. it's just it's a bigger in the you get over a billion dollar company like huge you know they're just like same with polaris and yokohama like some of these companies it's like there's big risk if something goes wrong, but it's like you get a smaller player like Black Rifle for him. Yeah, he wants to go be squirrely and, and do fun stuff. He doesn't want to go do, you know, straight lace, like put on a collared shirt and go do an interview. Like, you know what I mean? He wants to to go do Travis Pastrana stuff. So I get it. I think it's fun. I heard he's got some good budget to go do some fun stuff. And, um, you know, that's cool. I think, uh, you know, for me, it's like, I, don't, I probably won't be making the Swisher Black Rifle. Not, you know, not that there's a, a thing, but it's like, for me, I, I get a lot of benefit out of Red Bull, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, even with some of the rallycross stuff I, I've been looking at getting into and, and stuff like that, it's like, they're they're a big player in that. So it's like good connections. And and like, I got to meet a guy like Travis, like through them in Yokohama. So um, like, I'm, I'm looking to, to gain you know, relationships and, and stuff like that. Like Travis probably doesn't need more friends. I think <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. He's he's probably like trying to make sure people aren't being leeches and, and you know, whatever. So um, but yeah, no, I think it's exciting. I think it's cool to have another player in in this and we'll see how it goes. Um there's some rumors going around about the future of that company and uh exciting stuff. So um yeah, it'll be cool. We'll have to see um, we don't have anything in stone yet for this season with him, but I know he, you know, he, he likes off-road stuff, which is, it's cool to see him think it's, uh, you know, he's a, a big fan of your ex and some of that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome to get to know him and to get to have him on our team at Crandon and, uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. Well, dude, man, that was really huge for, for the sport for off-road racing, you know, was Pastrana coming to Crandon and then, you know, coming back again and jumping in a pro four. And I mean, you know, I, I get it that it's, you know, the Red Bull signature series and he's a Red Bull athlete, but man, I mean, how did that whole deal come, come to fruition? Because, you know, obviously him being under your tent, man, I mean, I'm sure you had a, a, a big portion or, or a big, you know, whatever you, how, whatever word I'm trying to think of as far as just getting him to Crandon was so huge for the sport. You know, how did that all. Oh no. We lost you guys at, uh, uh, Travis Pastrana and Crandon and how that all came together. Gotcha. Are you good to go? Yeah, we are golden now. Yeah. So the, the Pastrana thing really came about, not this past season, but the year before. Um, so we raced the pro two that year. Um, that was the first year I signed with Yokohama and like, right when I signed, one of the things they were asking was like, Hey, you guys, you got a, an extra truck. Um, <laughs> there's this guy, Travis Pastrana. don't know if you heard of him, but he wants to race a Crandon. It's like a bucket list thing for him. So 
they're basically Yokohama's just like trying to make his bucket list events happen, which is super cool. I mean, so coming on as like a, a new athlete with Yokohama and to hear that they do this kind of stuff for their athletes. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. Like, heck yeah. I'll see what we can do for Pastrana. And, um, so he was, you know, we were mediating through the whole thing and I had met him or talked to him or anything at this point, but he's like, they're like, yeah, he, he keeps asking for a pro four, um, but you, you just have a, a pro two, right? I'm like, well, yeah, I, I have a pro four, but, um, yeah, I don't just, I don't have another one. And, <laughs> and really like in the amount of time we had, like I had one other call, like I called a guy to see, um, if we could rent one from him, but the pro four thing's really tough. Cause it's like, even if I, you know, call up Johnny and, and run in one of his trucks or, or whatever, but it's like, there's only so many pro fours to begin with. And yeah. the ones that all the issues are known on are, are the ones that are running. Like if anything's been parked for a few years, it's like, um, yeah, what was wrong with this one again? And what usually broke? And cause it's like the last thing I wanted to happen was to have him come and rent the truck. Cause I've done it uh, two different times, you know, like renting trucks from people or like my first ever experience in a pro light and you show up and rent the thing. Like, I broke like almost every time I was on the track, the first time I rented a pro light and I'm like, it, it's a lot of money to, to rent that. And then to go and have that happen. Like, like, yeah, that's a taste of off road. Like, welcome, welcome to the sport. Like, <laughs> you broke. Sorry. But it's like, yeah, it's real, but it's like, man, I, I didn't have the heart to do that to Travis. And it's like the way we operate, it's like, I didn't, I'm not going to come in half cocked and, you know, have this thing go sideways and, and not be a good experience for him. Cause then for sure, he's not going to come back the next year. So it's like, I know you want a pro four. I, I know all this stuff. It's like, I can do the pro two. And we helped him out a little bit more on it. And it's like, we already had the truck and it's like, I, this truck is competitive. It's won a cup race several times. It's fast. We know the setup. Like I can put you in this truck and, and like fairly certain you'll be up to speed if, if you can wheel the thing and like, it's not going to break. Anya and, and all this stuff. And, um, so he, he kind of pulled the trigger on that and it ended up happening and he loved it. He hated the two wheel drive. <laughs> um, it's like, he's never driven. He just not a two wheel drive guy, um, which is really hard, um, to drive. You know, if you're, he's used to turning into everything. So he, you know, the first session he spun the thing out a couple of times and, but I mean, it's Travis was at the same time. He, yeah. He yeah. Figured it out. He actually ripped it, dude. He was flying. So, um, to just to get to see that, um, I think that put our right foot forward with him and Yokohama and everything. And it's like, they saw what we could pull off and, um, it's a big deal to just throw in like hats off to like Johnny <laughs> guys like that are renting out of their trucks. It's like, I've talked to Johnny about it before. And he's like, you think he told me this year at, at the first race? He's like, yeah, I just found out more isn't always better. Like it did. That's so true. It's like, it's hard. It's hard. Like this year we did Tanner and Travis. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's super cool. It's awesome. Dude. Like that's a memory we'll always have and something cool that we'll always say we got to do, but it's like, we want to do it right. We don't want to come in and, and do it halfway. And, and it's hard. It's like, unless you got a whole nother, you know, mechanic sitting there ready to go and all this, like, just getting all that ready. It gets hard enough to get my truck at the track and ready to go. Like that's a full-time deal. And then to throw in another one and and then two mm -hmm. and a UTV and a championship on the line and all this stuff. It's like, it really adds to it. But yeah, like I said, hats off to like guys like Johnny that, that do that. And, 
it's what helps the sport. You know, I think Johnny does it for that reason too. It's like, he wants to go race and then he needs a healthy class to be able to do that. Like, yeah, he, he cares about it. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think the same, you know, we did that with, with Yokohama. It's like, I, I knew it would be cool for the sport. They really wanted it and it was cool for us. Um, but yeah, then, then this year, you know, they, you know, I kind of knew it was coming, but like, yeah, he wants to race again, but he wants to pro four this time. It's like, oh. so, um, you know, at that point we had a little more time cause they came, it was probably this time of year last year and, and, uh, started calling around and, um, they did, it, it was basically Yokohama's deal. They, you know, they put the bill on the whole thing and it's just like a truck rental. Um, they wanted it to be us though. They didn't want to go rent from a Johnny Greaves or, you know, some other team that, isn't racing anymore that has a truck or something like they wanted it under our awning. And I'm like, okay, so that means it has to be a truck that either race or Dan knows because I'm not going to just get one that we got to start from scratch on and, and learn. So just talking with Dan starting and he's like, well, I used to work for Douglas, the Douglas trucks. I know they're a little outdated, but he's like, I know them and I know there's a million parts for them and there's three of them. And Scotty Lawrence has them all. So, um, Scotty's an awesome guy, super nice dude. Um, super laid back, straight shooter. So that made it easy. It wasn't like it was a shady guy or something. And, um, so yeah, we hit up Scotty, gave us a good deal on the truck, just renting it. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he had three and he had good parts for him and you know, it's an older truck and we, it's pro four, like they're going to, they might break. So, um, we kind of made that, we highlighted that several times on the documents. Like, yeah, this thing could break on the first lap and it could be unfixable or it could be, you know, we could cob it together. I don't know. Like we'll, we'll figure it out. So we got, um, the right mechanics for it. And, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, could, could we have done it better? Probably maybe. Yeah. I mean, could probably would have cost a lot more or, you know, there's, there's other ways of doing it. Other guys, maybe Johnny could have maybe done it better, but, um, the way it all flushed out, like, it is what it is that that's they kind of knew what we were what we were looking like and we knew what they were coming in with so um yeah we got the thing he ran it a few times at the track here um he's super natural i was like damn like he just hopped in this thing and he's like that guy that hits everything wide open the first lap it's like man um this truck's been parked for like 10 years so roll everything first like, that motor's going uh, but you're travis pastrana so do you do you man like, i don't know so yeah he just like slings the thing first lap um yeah he's, yeah sounds good ready to go like um yeah let's <laughs> uh, yeah dude yeah, i was different because like if you're out of control like i could hit you this time <laughs> please keep it keep between the blue walls but yeah he uh you know came into cran and then the truck had issues he uh ended up getting a training on fire and the guys were up like all night working on that thing every night um and found out that we had a broken engine parts on that race so that's part of it it's like my dad's like, man, you think we would have maybe had a little more eyes in our truck if like we wouldn't have had Travis there? I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like we knew what we were getting into and no regrets there. So um, it was a fun deal. Um, it was cool, good for the sport, cool to see him, you know, get in there. It, it sucked. He ended up rolling the thing. Uh, had a had a tough break there, but um, yeah, we got the truck all fixed up and Scotty's was awesome that way. And um, yeah, it was it's a good deal. And I guess uh, that that's my question is uh, you think that 
I don't want to call it distraction, but you think that maybe distracted you from the last race kind of going into with all, you know, Travis and then um, who's the other guy? Tanner. The, the Tanner. Tanner. Tanner being there and you and your whole team working on all three trucks and plus your UTV and everything. Um, and a buggy. And a buggy. And a buggy. No, I don't. I <laughs> Like you said, it was an experience, but you think, um, you know, did it benefit you in the championship run at all? Like, did it hurt at all? I guess. Cause you seem pretty busy. I mean, we were trying to get interviews with you and you were like all over the place. <laughs> I was more afraid to ask you for an interview than I was for Travis, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you, you give me a coloring book and I get all stressed out and busy too. So it's like, it's like you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh man, I can't talk to Andrew. He's really into that. Like I, whatever I've got in front of me, it's like, it's my life, dude. I, mean, you know what I, mean? like, I think ask my wife. That's how I'm wired. It's just like you, Tell me to alphabetize a box of crayons. It's like I'll, I'm gonna do it so good. <laughs> yeah. I got this. Like this is how I am. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why both of those had to do with coloring either. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I have a three year old at home. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like I'm I'm black and white that way. Where it's like that question. Yeah, like there we had more on our plate. Yeah. So for sure there was. There, I mean, but there's only so much time in a day. We were at the shop a lot more, you know, later that mm-hmm. week. So, you know, that was one. It's like, I think we still put the amount of hours in and then the time in on the UTV and the, in the truck. Um, but, you know, you know, we have a, a, a family business. We make pontoons for a living and, and I'm there um, two, three days a week, you know, race season and not, so it's like, I didn't, I wasn't working that week and the week before, um, you know, I was we were rapping and doing all this. Yeah. Getting all the parts and everything. So it's like, for sure it, it changed my workload. And, and, um, I tried to not with the guys, but they're all that way where it's like, Hey, if we're going to be staying late, like they're, they kind of all stay late and get it done. So, yep. um, yeah, it's like, I think the biggest negative thing is they're all like, they all give me the stink eye. It's like, you sign up, you sign us up for this, Andrew. It's like, <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing. And then it's like, just like having that over my head, it's like, I kind of owe everybody one now. <laughs> it's like, that was maybe the negative. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, and then everyone's an awesome sport around here. It's like, no one's like, no one was like, oh, yeah, this is stupid. Like, I think they all thought it was cool and they all, they all knew it was going to be more work. And, and to be honest, I came to them all when Yogama, you know, pitched it. They're like, Hey, they want Travis in a pro four. And, and then they want Tanner too. Um, yeah. And the pro two. but so it's like, um, trying to not make it too big a deal. It's like, Oh, the pro two is easy though. It's ready to go. Like we'll just, we'll just put the, he's the same size as me too. So that's easy. Like we don't have to, you know, like Travis is like 17 feet tall. So it's like hard to fit him in. It's like, thank God Scott Douglas was the tall dude. So, um, but yeah. So, I mean, long story short. Yeah. I think it, it did. It did take a little away from me. I don't think like it, nothing drastic. Like if you, if you didn't have Travis there, I don't, I don't think I would have won the, at the cup race or, you know, something drastically different. I think any of the issues we had probably still would have had them. We might've would have had a little more sleep at night, but uh, you know, um, I think it was a, the right move for us to do. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. I think it's super cool. Yokohama that they're into that kind of stuff and they want to do that. 
Um, super grateful like that. Like my kids on a first name basis with Travis Pastrana. Like he, 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 uh, so Dallas's birthday is at, at Crandon every year. He was born, you know, the day of, like hours after the cup race. Um, but, uh, so he's always like, he's always like, Travis coming to my birthday this year. Corey's like, yep. Yeah. He'll be there. And like, so it's like, he like thinks he's coming to his birthday party. So it's like, um, just cool stuff like that. It's yeah. like, it, it's a, it's a big deal. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Good stuff. So Andrew, with how busy you were, uh, over fall Crandon, let's say hypothetically, you know, uh, uh like a chubby 10 year old kid, right. With glasses mm-hmm. comes up to you, right. He's got your, uh, he's got your, um, poster, right. <laughs> and nice little Andrew Carlson poster. And uh, this kid comes up, right. You just get done racing and he's like, Hey, Andrew, Mr. Carlson, Mr. Carlson, can you, uh, can you sign my poster? You know, would you, would you take time out of your day to sign that poster? No, I'd be like, see that guy over there? That, was that real tall, skinny, goofy looking guy? That's Travis Pastrana. You want his autograph. Then the kid would have gone over there and been like, oh, this is sick. Hypothetically, also, let me add, let's say you don't have a pen. Would, would you have gotten one to go sign this kid's poster? Ten, remember, it's a chubby 10-year-old kid with glasses. Yeah, I mean, I know the background here, so it's a little it's not fair to CJ, but yeah. I mean, I probably want to sign it. <laughs> no, let's talk about Johnny, that's all. I, dude, I cannot wait until we get him on. <laughs> was it no, Johnny he, or CJ? No, it was Johnny because we, we, <laughs> we oh, kept talking about him. No, 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 no. CJ was a whole different, oh, different other thing. Movie. And, oh, and I got you. man, I can't wait till we get him on too. We're going <laughs> to, I think that's going to be about a month from now. I was, can uh, you zoom him. me in on that one too? I want to just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wanna listen to it. <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea to have you as a co-host. I got a question for Johnny. <laughs> Why did you sign that kid's shirt? Yeah. What do you suck? No, but uh, no, I, I, I'm excited for that. I mean, obviously I'm, I was excited for this episode just to, you know, get to, get to talk to you more. It, it was so great to have uh, like the impulse guys um, kind of do the whole rush thing last year and, and get to know, you know, you more because when I was recording for Corey winter and Kyle, like you were always obviously nearby but it it just seemed like, you know, I felt like I couldn't like, I don't know, interact with you. Be, I don't know what it was. It just, maybe, maybe you're getting re- race ready and you just had that, like that look where I was like, no ah, you know what? He's at the office. I'm not going to yeah. bug him. He might rip my head off if I say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might be like, yeah. you know, don't you got to race. Don't you got to go foot race somebody? Yeah. So no, it's, it's been really cool to, to kind of to kind of do this, but uh, I remember Jeffrey and Lyle, asking, I don't know if you guys got any more questions. I remember you asking uh, us about Andrew, and you were saying like how intimidating he was, and then me and Jeffrey looked super. at each other like Andrew, <laughs> like, super intimidating. <laughs> super intimidating. I, was like, I was like, are we talking about the same Andrew Carlson? <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I was like, he don't talk, he don't do nothing, man. I, was yeah. like, I don't I've think got, I've seen him. <laughs> I've gotten that a lot. Um, in, I think a bigger part of it was like coming into off road. I think in snowcross, I. I'd been around it long enough and I think everybody knew I had a fun side and I was, you know, I can get squirrely and whatever and, and all that. Um, but like coming in off road, you know, like I wanted it so bad. And I was just like, nose of the grindstone, like 
this is a big deal and I didn't want to waste an opportunity. So I was just was super serious <laughs> every time I'm at the yeah. track, every time I'm in the truck. And it's like, it took everything, you know, brain power wise, focus wise to like get in this truck and, and drive it well, um, or try to. Um, so it's like, it just, I don't know. It's like the box of crayons deal. It's like, yeah. <laughs> focused on it, yeah. man. Like I really want to nail this. I remember I was like, damn, this motherfucker didn't even smile, man. Yeah, like, no, yeah. So Drew, he, he was my UTV mechanic last year and the year before he, he used to work as the tech guy for, uh, for champ or was before champ. Um, but yeah, then he came to work for us. And I like hit him up. I'm like, Hey, like we're looking for a guy like are you interested in whatever. He's like, yeah, he came up. And then like the first day or two of him, like working here, he's like, he kept staring at me. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, man, I just, I've never seen you smile. Like, oh, this is weird. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And like everyone in the shop's like, what? Like he's a, he's a squirrel. Like, what are you talking about? The guy's oh. never serious, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it, then I think about it. I'm like, He's a tech guy. Like every time I come off the track, I'm like just freaking <laughs> torque and just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah. last that's the last guy you want to yeah, see. I'm just like, tech guy. Just, just got done battling. And I'm just like, come off the track. He's like, Oh, you're good. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, like, whatever. Just like leave. But it's like, yeah, I'm okay. I, I fully understand. Or it's like this. Yeah. This guy wants to come turn my GoPro on. I'm not going to spark up a nice, sweet conversation with the guy. No, <laughs> no, I, mean, I get it. Yeah. No lesson. It's like, I mean, it's not on everyone else to be like, oh no, you need to know that that's Andrew. He's still a nice guy. He's just like, he's serious when he's in race mode. It's like, yeah, I could. I think I have. Maybe it's like I got a little RBF or something. I don't like. No. Yeah, maybe it's maybe like, man. Because like, maybe it's just race inspired RBF. It's like when there I'm you go. Racing, maybe I don't. I don't know. I ooh, don't know. ooh. Instead of resting, how about RRB RBF? Racing, racing bitch bitch face. Face. I there you go. Have that. Yeah. It's there you go. The condition it's chronic. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think too, the other thing is uh, like doing, doing my vlogs have helped um, because it's like when Brody or Zach or, or even like when we did our pit bike one um, with Keebles and stuff, it's like when people like that are filming me that I, I you know, I'm, I'm fun with, it's like, you kind of get to see me interacting with my camera guy or with, you know, Jeffrey and Lyle or whoever, instead of like some guy I don't know or, or whatever. And it's like, I'm a lot goofier and looser and having fun on, on the video. So it's like, I've had people watch them that were like, man, like, do you like chug like six beers and then record your vlogs or like what? Like I've ne I never knew you were like that. Like, I don't oh, the, the racer stereotype one, right? Yeah. I think I messaged you about that. I was like, dog, I had no idea you were funny. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no, man, it is what it is. It's I was true. like, dude, he's fucking funny. I was like, where is this at, man? Yeah, so it's like, I instantly knew he's not, not that I think my other vlogs are funny, but it's like, that's how I am in my vlogs. So it's like, I know he hasn't watched any of my vlogs. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, what did you think of that vlog? He's like, oh, yeah, it was good. Like, I know you were lying. <laughs> Never watched <laughs> I watched all of them. Oh man, no, it's it's been no, it's it's been great, man. It's it's been awesome to to uh, get to know you, and 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 it's been it's been awesome. Uh, Kibos, you got any more uh, questions? I miss you. <laughs> miss you too, Doc. <laughs> Not a question, a statement. We miss you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, I dude, guess I remember back in snowcross days. 
Um, I think I was in ProLite. But yeah, you know, like this was maybe before Instagram. Maybe it was like right around when Instagram was starting. But like you'd get, like on Facebook, you'd get, not- like after a race weekend, you'd get notifications from like all these photographers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that like would tag you, like they do their big, you know, card dumps and put them all in on Facebook and they'd all have the big watermarks on them. So you don't steal their images. And then you kind of would crop the watermarks out and then as <laughs> your profile picture. And, and then your, your photographer that you're paying would probably get mad because you're using some other guy's photo for your profile picture. But I remember like, especially Canterbury, I always remember Canterbury and then, um, I think like Hayward and a few other Wisconsin races we'd go to, but I'd like, I wouldn't see them at every race, but I'd see these like dope photos that like were super HDR'd out and like looked really cool. And they were by freaking Keeble and I didn't know who he was. And, uh, yeah. And then I got into the off-road stuff and I like started seeing him. And then like at a moment it clicked. I'm like, dude, that's that guy that takes those sick photos. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Now we're doing freaking podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Circle of life. Cool. Circle of life. Yeah. Circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that, what I was going for there, but yeah, I just want no, to. You're just hyping, hyping us up. Hyping us up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Just adding to the lore of impulse media. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, no, it's cool. No, I got, I got nothing. I just, just, I'm glad you zoomed in. I could see your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like it helps. Yeah. This was, that was a wonderful <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, didn't Not gonna lie. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody that you were zooming. No, nope. yeah, yeah. you popped up and I was like, <laughs> No, I just feel like I feel like we're at the point in our relationship too, where visual connection would just brings more out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's like you don't know if I'm in RBF mode or not. It's like I'm a hard dude to talk to on the phone because it's like, am I mad at you or am I not? Right? Yes, this helps tremendously. I know that we're having. Is he yelling or is he just loud? (laughs) (laughs) Is he mad at me or is he excited? Yeah, 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 for Uh, sure. But no, man. Uh, if we don't have anything else, uh, we can uh, we can let you go. But uh, dude, honestly, thank you so much for uh, for taking yeah. the time not only to to talk to us and and be a part of it, but to zoom in. Um, dude, this was fun. Honestly, I probably my favorite episode so far. To be honest, thank you. Well, I'm the first pro four, so that's not saying much. But <laughs> <laughs> well, those other pro fours don't want to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I want to ask you some stuff. What, uh, what were your, if that's okay. Is that okay? Yeah. That's stuff to Jeffrey. It's like an interview. What were, what were your, uh, what was feedback on the rush stuff? They, they loved it. Um, they like, uh, what I got was your explanation of landed on Chenny. Like at ERX, you're like, I don't know what I, what else I could do. I landed on him. Like he knows I'm here. <laughs> he goes, I was the bad guy. Like literally people brought that up. Yeah. 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 They're like, I like Andrew's explanation of like what goes on in the back. <laughs> well, I, mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I never really talked to the guy, but it's like, I think everyone's had a run in with him on the track. So it's like, it's kind of like Barsha. It's like people were talking about Jason Anderson at, at a one where it's like, when he passed Barsha, yeah. it's like people were, it was like Anderson's fault that he got taken out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, everyone knew he was going to do that. It's like, it's kind of like that deal. It's like, I didn't want to be that guy and just go inside him and then just get cleaned out. So it's like, 
You guys, the guy's hard to pass. He's like Barsha. <laughs> I'll just land on him a few times. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Did you, I think Anderson you should have just landed on him. No, no. <laughs> and and it's and it's rough, man. People call him the the fucking safety cone or whatever. And I'm oh, like, yeah, Jesus. no. Did, did you see that part where CJ called him the safety cone? No. Yeah, I told him. No, I see. I was I was somewhat. Is that? It was that Lena. It was uh, that Lena. He was like, yeah. He's like that safety code. He's like, needs, needs to go back. back to sportsmen. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but that's the same thing. It's like we're all racers. Like, do you really want to take pro force away? Like, okay, now it's four of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like double edged sword. It's like people. <laughs> If, you, if everyone really got what they want, there'd be one guy in each class. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, overall, uh, people really like, like, the upfrontness that we got of the drivers. You know, yeah. like, what they were really thinking or how they act or, you know, just, um, you know, a lot of people didn't know much about you. And, and now, now they're getting to know you through this video or yeah. through this little series. So it, it's it's cool because... Um, we're capturing what people don't get to see. You know, like I said, they right. think um, because you're a sponsored Red Bull driver and they think that, oh, Andrew gets this and this and this and this. Well, they don't see that, you know, you guys own a pontoon business that you guys are, you know, you're running, you know, four trucks at Crandon and, and what goes into that and the stress and, you know, and even the mental game, you know, people don't know what mentally you guys are going through. You know, like Kyle Kleiman last year, you know, what he said last week, you know, he was going through marriage, building a house slash race shop, working nights, a swing shift, and then still trying to get his program together. You know, so it's cool to to have people see what's going on other than just these racers. And not only that, but then it shows the personality. Like it shows like how fun yeah. you are. You, you don't have the RBF or anything. You're just <laughs> really <Right>. concentrated. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and you know, the, yeah, it's just um, people enjoy it. People enjoy the inside of your guys' lives. Yeah. Like the behind the scenes stuff. People really enjoy that more than the racing almost. Like they like to know what you guys were thinking like during that weekend. Right. No, and I, yeah. and I it's, it's cool for me to watch too. It's like, I learned stuff. Um, I mean, probably out of everybody in that class, I've had run in once for one particular literal run in with Kyle Duke. but, um, but like we've had communication on that topic, but like outside of that, like Kyle and I haven't talked a bunch. So it's like, I know when he's upset talking, but it's like, yeah, like I don't the conversations with Kyle Duke. So it's like, it was good for me to see him in like, like obviously like you hear his podium interview or you hear him on Instagram talking about something. It's like, okay, I got that. And okay. I yeah. got, to, this is when you flip Kyle Duke over how he's going to talk to you. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I didn't really have anything in between. Right. Um, or like as racers, it's like, if I go hit up Adrian Cheney and say, Hey man, like this or ask him some, it's like, we all immediately go to like, okay, what's his angle? Like, what's he trying to get? Like, what's he, like if I hit Johnny and be like, Hey, you, you got one of these wheels. He'd be like, Oh, well, what's Andrew need that wheel for? Is he going to like use it and then somehow defeat me with it? Or like, yeah. I think like we all just like, <laughs> we all just think everyone's got an um, unlimited number of head games going with everyone. And yeah. maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, 
but it's cool to see a like intense side, but open of like communication. So it's like, yeah, you got, you're, you're getting this content at the track between races. Like when people just get out of their RBF mode mm-hmm. and they're like sitting down with you and it's like, it's like a halfway medium. Like you get some joking, obviously like you guys are like fun to talk to. Like I, like we're joking around this whole podcast. It's like when we sit down, it's like, we have this type of conversation fun and we can laugh. And when whatever we're joking about pulled hamstrings, but at the same (laughs) time, like you can, you can ask a really tough question. It's like, Hey man, like, do you think you would have won there if this didn't happen or like, or whatever. And it's like, you get a really cool mix. Yep. And I think it's cool for me to see my competition in that setting. Cause it's like, I know how I'm going to be there. And it's like, okay, good. It's like, I want to show people that good that it's out there, but it's like, I'm almost like, like Kyle's really well-spoken. And like, I would have thought he probably would have smashed Kyle <laughs> or uh, he probably would have like talked crap on CJ and Johnny every opportunity he would have got, but it's like, he didn't. And he was like, he gave people credit in certain situations. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I, I obviously have a sour taste in my mouth for, for Kyle from some of our past things, but it's yeah. like, you know, we've gotten to a point where it's like, Hey, we're like, we're not going to talk crap on social media about each other anymore. And like, in not that I did, but it, or he did, but it's like, we're, we're at the point where it's like, it's behind us, but it's, it's, yeah. cool. so it's like, I have that. And it's my mind that it's like, Oh, if I have a feeling like if you hit Kyle, like he's going to do what he did to me, he's going to stand on his truck and put his arms in there and, make 17 Instagram posts about it. But it's like, <laughs> no, it's like, we're all, and, and I don't mean that as a rip on Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. he's not going to take that wrong, but it's like to get to see him talk about passionate issues, like coming down to the points. It's like, he was talking about, he was going for wins and he wasn't doing uh championship thinking. And it's like, the cool part is, like we all want to destroy each other, but we're literally like the same guy, like Johnny, yeah. CJ, me, Kyle. I don't know about Cheney, maybe Cheney. But <laughs> <laughs> all of these guys, like we're all, we all want to do the same thing. We all want to drive fast. We all want to go backwards in the corners. We all want to please our sponsors. We all want to have fun. We all want to do cool interviews. And then like we get the track. It's like, oh, that guy's a loser. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, he's you, man. Like, he's just, yeah. <laughs> dude, I was, absolutely shit faced when uh when you and kyle got into each other it was at 2019 right yeah you sided with him didn't you so, no no dude no, no, no. <laughs> you're on his side weren't you <laughs> you hate me don't you <laughs> that guy with the rusty or racing bitch face yeah no that guy's a loser dude 2019 so this is before i started rec- uh filming stuff uh recording. so this is like my last fuck right dude you I were was, recording i know you were no. I was hammered yeah, on the yes, hillside. The one with the thing that popped out. And put, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the little. That yeah. was, you just didn't have a red camera. And <laughs> that was the only difference. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I had a vest. No, yeah, dude, I was absolutely hammered. And when that happened, like, dude, just to have something like that, I mean, I thought it was, I mean, maybe it's wrong to say, but as a fan, I thought that was wild because it showed, like, you know, the, even though that was for what, like fifth place or something like that, that you guys were still driving so hard. You guys were driving so hard and so passionate that like you guys got upset that you didn't. A little too passionate. Yeah. And and to me, like, that's what I loved about it was that both of you guys were like, I fucking want this spot. 
don't care what it takes. And you both got new other new flips. So for me, that was what I loved about it. Not necessarily the whole yeah. you know, antics yeah, I mean, after it. Al- outcome aside or whatever aside. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, it, yeah, I think it could have been handled different on my side, but it's like, yeah, we're freaking, we're going for it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and it's I'm, like, it's funny. I may have cheered too when he, like, yeah, it's whole... funny. Like, I, yeah, I regret it. <laughs> it is. I, I should, I was in the wrong. Kyle didn't do anything wrong. But it's like, we sold out of t shirts afterwards. So I don't know. <laughs> I think that's cool. Like, I don't know. Like, no, I'm not talking crap on Kyle. And like, uh, I, that's weird that that happened. That's I don't know. Awesome. No, I, I didn't hit him to go sell t shirts, but it, I don't know. <laughs> i'm sure he sold out t-shirts too i don't know oh that's uh, awesome dude that's yeah, great but, yeah but uh i guess back to to rush yeah. though i mean yeah like i said i wish we would have done it sooner like i said uh lyle and i've been trying to do it for for years now and yeah but i mean last year w- was perfect though too just the amount of pro fours, uh, the drama that it yeah. brung. And, it was a perfect year to do it. Yeah. yeah. But then obviously, like I said, then we got to sit down with people like you and, and, and get to know the other side of other side of you, you know, like we, yeah. we know you as far as yep. like media guys and what you guys go through. So we wanted to capture that also. So like yeah. I said, it was fun. Well, I, oh. I get excited too. Cause it's like, even if, even if uh, what's like, like Zach, my video guy, or like Haley's really good at it. And she's been doing a lot of it for Snowcross. but it's like the more behind the scenes you get, it just feels the fire. Like now look at Snowcross. like everything's a behind the scenes, like <laughs> moto spy. Every dude with the camera's a moto spy, right? Like <laughs> Jet Lawrence has his own deal now. And like AC's doing vlogs and it's like, the more you open that up, it's like, man, now, now there's stuff to talk about. Cause it's like, I mean, you're not going to go talk about how Kyle Kleiman slaves it, you know, to go put that pro two on the track. If, if you have no background information, it's like the more people know now it's like, you could tell them what color socks that guy's wearing. People are going to love it. Right. Yeah, like exactly. And it, yeah. and it, and it just like, now everything's a storyline. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and not it's only- cool. It's good for the sport. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, like we're trying to bring more exposure. And then even with this podcast, you know, that's exactly what we're trying to do is, you know, uh, Tito says it time and time again, you know, it's the greatest race never shown. It's the greatest race you've never seen. Yeah. So, you know, so it's, you know, we're just trying to bring more exposure, helping not only us as media, but also helping the drivers and and the, the series itself to, you know, to light, to bring the light, more to light. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited uh, what we're coming out with next year and how we're going to work that angle. But, you know, for the most part, you know, we, we can't thank you guys enough because for being down, down for our project. So, yeah, you know, yeah. So, to even get all you guys on board, man, that was like, that was task number one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool too, to see it. Cause it's like, I feel like our interviews were short. Like, like I, I do, like we did videos similar to that with, with, uh, with Zach at every race, like he did this, but it was, it was me. It was one guy talking, like I was, you know, talking about everything that happened, but it was like cool to see how it was when you splice everyone's word, like how you could tell the same story, but everyone says about a fifth of the words is if you had it just CJ or just me or whoever, yeah, yep. it's like, it was cool. Cause it was like, when doing it, it was like, I was doing a similar 
Zach at the same time, like I said, and it was like, I knew how much time it took to film all that. So it was like, for one, I mean, they're like, man, there's some, I don't see here. This is going to be a lot shorter of a series. And then it comes out and it's like, bam, punch you in the face. Like it's sweet. <laughs> uh, but no, it's cool. I think, uh, I think, yeah. And like off-road's cool that way where everyone's, everyone's down for it. It gets, it, I think from the outside, it, it all looks way bigger than it actually is. Like it's literally seven dudes in trucks racing each other. And then like <laughs> a couple, couple guys want to put mics in your face, but it's like at the end of the day, like you think about how many people truly know everything about off-road. I mean, you could, you could fit them all in one big shop. Like, you know, it's not that many where like I was at the football game yesterday and it's like, every dude there had a Vikings Jersey on. It's like how, and like how many dudes are there that don't have Vikings jerseys or, or how many dudes that are at, that aren't at that game that have, it's like oh. blows your mind. Like yeah. that stadium was packed and that, that game meant nothing. Like <laughs> both, both teams were losing. Like they yeah. weren't going to the playoffs. It was like the stadium was packed. People were screaming for them throwing a piece of leather around on the field. <laughs> like we both suck, but it's like, uh, <laughs> great. Like when you look at it like that, like man, off-road is tiny, mm-hmm. but then you see it and it's like how passionate people can get. It's like, I, it's always that realization. It's like when you're in the moment, like Cranon feels so big, like fall Cranon is, is feels massive. It feels like the Super Bowl. but then like, it's all perspective. Like you step out, like you go to, you go into target. No one freaking knows who Johnny Greaves is or who any of these guys. It's like maybe in Crandon, yeah. maybe, but in, here in my target, nobody knows Johnny Greaves or me. Or well, that's why I started filming was uh, in Milwaukee. It was to show my friends what it was like. I mean, I just, yeah. I was filming on my iPhone six, but I still at least showed them like <laughs> what the party was like in fall Crandon. And then I wanted to just show more about like the series because I mean, when I moved here to work dude, people at work were like, you're going to what this weekend? I was like, oh, there's an off-road race in Elk River. They're like, Elk River's got a track? I'm like, you're like an hour away. How the fuck do you not know that? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I... <laughs> Dude, there's, there's like, people 10 minutes away that have zero, like a lot. Like It's insane. I don't, everyone. I do not get it. They're like, oh, at that, at that snow cross track? I'm like, no, there's a, there's a truck track in the back, man. Like, <laughs> I think it's a fucking like oval race. They're like, like oh. Silverado truck? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you got them funny cars with them big tires. Is that, is that what you're racing? Is that Johnny Grievous guy coming? Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is Brad Kowalski going to be there? I'll, oh, I'll come if he shows up. Gravedigger? Gravedigger? <laughs> no, it's like Gravedigger, but smaller. Listen, is, is Iron Stewart going to be there? Because if he is, I'll show up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I think it's all going towards the right thing. I think yeah. it's fun. It's cool to see. Um, you probably got, like, Imagine Zach. I mean, that dude. I'm surprised he's not all gray hair. I mean, he. Oh yeah. He <laughs> pumps yeah, those out guy. like 14 days after each race, and then they weren't like different. The years were longer and in, in whatever, but it's like just cutting all the interviews and stuff. Yeah. And, he, and he's got time to work out, man. The guy's always wearing a fucking. <laughs> I think he's on roids. I think he's on roids to work out. <laughs> no, no, he's got one of those things under his desk, like the pedal. 
That's what it is. He he puts it on his desk and does his arm. He's got like a body corset thing that he wears under the shirt to kind of. He's got like a bow flex mounted behind his computer, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got time to work out. He's got dumbbells in the bathroom, like when he's taking a poop. Every time I see someone with muscles, like that, he must have a bow flex. Oh, fine. Uh, Zach called me up one time, actually, like after Lean, I want to say, we talked about the series. He's like, he's like, man, this is so stressful. He's like, you guys are close with Andrew. He's like, you maybe you he'll listen to you guys if we push it out one more week. I just need one more week to do this. <laughs> he, was no, like, he was, it was funny, dude. The funniest thing was the whole thing. It's his idea. He brought it. He brought it like, dude, I want to do that. Cause it's like, like, yeah, that'd be a sweet idea to pitch to him. We're like, yeah, dude, we could live stream every race. Right. Like if I, had, if I was throwing ideas, like I'd be throwing them. But it's like, I don't know. I'm not a video guy. Like what's, what are you capable of putting out in a week? I don't know. So he like pitched it to us and I'm like, yeah, it sounds good. Like, yeah, I'm in. Put a microphone on me. I'll start talking. I, honestly, I really can't uh, believe that like you racers are just totally okay with it. Uh, Cause I mean, I fucking never met Corey winner day in my life. I walk up. I'm just like, Hey man, I, uh, I was like, uh, can I, uh, can I follow you around, uh, this season? Just do a little documentary thing. And he just looks at me. He's like, sure. I was like, sure. okay. And then I left. Do you want to run that by your mom and dad or something? Or like, <laughs> see you in the morning. <laughs> I'll be at breakfast at six. Yeah. 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 What time you open up shop? I'll be here. Yeah. Can I eat too? Or like, <laughs> no, that's funny. Oh, your yeah, mom. Was, may, speaking of breakfast, your mom makes the most amazing food ever. Thank you. Hands that's, down. Hands down. Uh, glad I got invited. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you probably, did you get a free Carlson shirt? You do that shit on purpose, Jeffrey. He fucking he'll leave me yeah. every time he goes over by you. He'll like leave me. Dude. <laughs> Anytime he like needs a Red Bull or needs breakfast or you like got all the interview schedule up. He's like, well, no, like we should we should switch Greaves, uh, yeah. Carlson because we should be over at Carlson's around noon. I'm gonna go, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get the B-roll. acoustics. Yeah. The acoustics are better in there. <laughs> uh, he was like, go get B roll <laughs> around noon. Uh, crap! We always do this. Froze. Yep. Frozen. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, he missed all of this. I was gonna say it froze. We, we missed everything. Yeah. <laughs> we we're talking no, about we like, head over at a specific time. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, shoot B-roll like 12:30." Yeah. <laughs> For real. So Schleeper, Billy Schleeper did. We used to run Pro Power. He's like, he'd always come to our car like later than everyone else, but it, like the food would be, <laughs> be over there like, in the car and he'd go grab some food. Uh, I remember the first time we met uh, Kitzman. Uh, I forgot what your mom made. I think it was uh, um, some type of like chocolate shake. And <laughs> we were over, and me and Lyle just come over, hey, where are you, where are you working on? And I was just being nosy, knowing that there's chocolate shakes over there. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even in awesome. interested in his work. <laughs> he he's, like tell, he's like telling you what he's working on, and you're like not even there. Like, hey, did you guys like that front diff with the with the ambar and the thing? What you got going on back there? Was this a shake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just meeting another video guy. Yeah. Oh man. All right, uh, dude. How how long is this podcast been, Jeffrey? About. Hour 40. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> I think we, I think we got to wrap this up. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. We could, dude, we could talk for fucking hours. We could do part two, part three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, knows, rush, rush part, podcast with Andrew. Yeah. Part three might, part three might take a while. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the, just, just fast forward it all. Just make it like quick. So it's like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, but all right man we'll uh we'll close this out but uh, i know i said this earlier but dude thank you so much for joining us man this zoom zoom thing has been awesome um i think it's something we definitely got to consider going forward because this was a lot of fun and uh, it's yeah. really cool to be able to see you and um i dude i'm excited for next season and uh i'm, I'm really excited for andy go so thank you so much yeah thank you guys appreciate yeah, you having me here it's cool yeah thanks homie all all right later see you bud. boys bye Dude, dude, that was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was, besides, besides that was a lot of fun. Our, besides our little uh, power outage, it was. Yeah, it that's really what I said too. I was like, I was like, I bet the power went out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it went really smooth. So, no, that was a good interview. Andrew's always is always fun. That yeah, that was a lot of fun to be able to. I know. Again, man, first time I was like so intimidated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was laughing because he was like, "Man, my interviews felt really short." Yeah, I know. I, I do. I, I tried so hard to not make a face. I was, I was kind of looking out loud. Going, hmm. I know. I was like, "Come on, Andrew." Yeah. I was like, "I don't know how your long interviews are, but when we interviewed with you, I was like, dog." And and I, I'll have to I'll have to tell him this, but it's like, dude, I like I went in one time with three questions, and that was it. It was probably ERX. Remember when he told he's like, "I don't got much time." Yeah, yeah. He goes, I, got, I got like ten minutes, and it was like a twenty-three minute interview. Yeah. I was like, "Nice." I was like, "We weren't even expecting this. This is awesome." Yeah, I was like, "Just grateful." Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. He's definitely one of the best uh, people that we've talked to. So yeah, like he, like Jeffrey was saying, he's like one, like one of the like a friend that we actually like cheer for and everything. We we're always watching like where he is on the track type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that and 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 again, that the problem arises where you get to know somebody. You think you know they're they're really fun, and and whenever they fail or you know it, you're you're down with them, but when they succeed, you're just like you know yeah. go little rock star. Oh yeah, there's a there's a I think there was a time when I I forgot what race it was this year, but he he did really bad, and I just walked into this pit. And I'm like, bro, do you need a hug? He goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, and we fucking hugged it out right in the middle of the pit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here for you, brother. <laughs> Kitsman probably didn't even go out to him for like yeah. fucking uh, afraid hours. Yeah. Intimidated. Oh, we just got to let him cool off. <laughs> yeah. And we just walked right in there. <laughs> yeah. He's telling everyone, hey, man, hey, let him cool off. <laughs> no, yeah. but no, it's cool to have, like I said, it's cool to have that type of relationship with all the drivers, too. So, because we get a lot more. You know, like, yeah. like I said, yeah. to get the interviews that we got out of Kyle LaDuke was, you know, way more than I ever expected. Yeah. You, you know, to get him talking about, you know, his buddy, um, Rick Huseman and everything like that and watching him get teary eyed and watching him, you know, it's just it's cool because like Andrew said, it shows that side where no one ever gets to see. So. Well, nope. and, and that's awesome, too, is is the compliment he paid, you know, was just seeing the other competitors, the other pro four drivers, um, you know, and, and hopefully it shows like, hey, like if they're opening up, you know, or being, you know, more vulnerable, it's like, well, then I can, too. And then it's like, well, then maybe we can get even more out of these guys, because it really is kind of flattering 
you know, that they trust us enough to open up and to talk more and knowing like, we're not going to make them look dumb or we're not going to make them look like jackasses or like, yeah. you know, a-holes or anything like that. So, I mean, that, that does mean a lot that they trust us that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, but uh good podcast. Good, good show. Yeah, good guest. Good show. Good right. Guess. We're still recording, right? Yep. 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 We're still recording. Okay. And, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, good show. Yeah. I barely yeah. said anything. <laughs> Yeah, allow yeah. <laughs> just in yeah, here just, enjoying yeah, the like, enjoying the free just, content. Yeah, this yeah. is good conversations going on right now. <laughs> just live, <laughs> just live, just listening to it live. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my sister's sleeping, <laughs> uh, so passed out. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing a cousin drop tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll have to do a cousin drop. Um, uh, I might shower here real quick. So oh, uh, give me a little bit. I I showered late last night because we got back and. I was so tired, but no, um, getting a little off topic, a little too personal, but, uh, <laughs> before we close out this podcast, uh, I, I don't want to bum everyone out. Cause it was, it was a really good podcast, but, uh, got to give a, should, should have did the last episode, but we got to give a shout out to, uh, to Kurt Giuliani, mm-hmm. uh, the big guy. Unfortunately, he, uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago and he was a really big, really big supporter of everything, racing, everything off road. Um, you know, my experience with him was I was filming, you know, 2020 for Corey and I think it was like first race, man. He come up and just started talking to me. Like I was like, we were best friends for like years. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I've never seen him before, but we talked off road for like a half an hour and it was, and it was great, man, because like he knew everything, like I was saying, I knew everything that he was saying. And, uh, dude, every day after that, man, he was such a big supporter and, um, you know, the, the, the little documentary stuff I did, even like the, the fan perspective stuff I did, he was a huge fan or, you know, supported us. I won't say a fan like of us, but huge <laughs> supporter of us. And, um, you know, it's going to be a shame. It's definitely going to be a little different next year without somebody who's, you know, rooting for you every chance. And, and, uh, I felt that he was like the one guy that was constantly there rooting for you. And, uh, that's gonna, that's gonna be a bummer next year. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, or you said, you said it perfect, man. He's been, uh, he was, he was a big, uh, supporter of, of Lyle and I, you know, during the off-road races and of our media content and always hyping us up all the time. But also like, uh, all my other failed podcasts, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he was always listening in on that and, and always, always uh, texting me and always, always uh, trying to give advice and saying, oh, you should interview this person and that person. And, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, good conversations that we had. And, you know, like I said, it was outside of off road and, you know, just everything, anything that he could think of. We'd always talk about um, over Facebook and everything. And, you know, and obviously meeting at the off road races and talking talking shit to each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, big, big loss in the off-road community. You know, my uh, prayers go out to his family and friends. So, you know, bummer, bummer 2020, how, or how to start out 2022, tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, well, you have the best seat in the house uh, every year. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Oh yeah. And I, and I know for sure he would have loved this podcast. So it, 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 it does suck that he won't. I guess be part of this too. So yeah, um, and I mean, and obviously he he didn't go unnoticed. I mean, like he's 
big supporter. Always yep. appreciated every uh, every positive thing he said and um, made it seem worth it that that to keep filming, keep doing stuff. So that was that was awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. But, but alrighty, we're gonna wrap up uh, episode six here. Uh, thank you so much, Lyle Keeble, for joining us, yeah, offering uh, your immense commentary. And uh, thank you to my uh, co-host Jeffrey Keeble. Thank up, you guys. Thank you, thank you. And remember, yeah. remember to share with your family and friends this podcast. Help us out. That's right. Help us help you. <laughs> like share subscribe keep it on loud upset the people around you that's what we do that's what we're good at so thank you guys so much for listening i mean all all 80 you listeners now yeah. upgraded from two to eight yeah and uh no thank you guys so much we appreciate it and uh we'll do better next time thank you peace later this is how legends are made